Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to the podcast. Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. With no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectrumMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Welcome back to another commute. Keegan says to just start this. So, Clint, we were going to talk about one time uh, coffee drinks, right? In band camp? What? In band camp, what? Yeah. <laughs> band camp. Band camp's a different show, you guys. Yeah, that's, so, that's a whole different show. Anyway, we will not go there. Well, no, band camp, camp, I mix coffee and Red Bull. I could see colors. You could see colors. Or, or I could see sounds. I screwed that you one up. You could see sounds, yeah. That's all right. I, I understand what you meant. Anyway, yeah, so, yes, yeah. coffee coffee because we, we are gamers that thing with coffee, that we almost never have or, or, or shun awake yeah no yeah I think I'm on uh, four cups today I don't know I figured out how to hook up an IV with it though oh dang straight line it just yeah. like that no reason to drink it no more just boof just shoot it in there straight to the vein man I can keep how can I help over. you today yes that's great I can get you in there for you no problem <laughs> <laughs> customer service guy crazy car crazy yeah well well, we were going to talk to you guys about coffee, but yeah. we are a little goofy. Yeah. I don't know why. We're like, we just got out, did some know, fun, like, did, did a little de-stressing. For Mythos, we just did some hobby time. Yeah, we did. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Uh, and it's good. It's good hobby time. But We've had coffee today. Actually, you still have some coffee. Yep. Yeah, he does. You remember in school, you just get goofy for no reason. Yeah. That's what's happening to the three oh, wait, of us. Wait, that was boredom that did that. Well, this isn't boredom and No, this, this was... This is stress is gone. What do we do? Other than the rain, because we do, we were doing outdoor activities, other than the rain, it was a lot of fun. And the rain wasn't That's terrible, but... kind of nice and cool. Yeah. It's not hot or cold. Yeah. And it's, Humidity's coming up. Mother Nature definitely said it's time to go. Yeah, well, we sure. don't need to be out there. And no. When it, if no. it gets severe, but... You know, we're but, a half-hour drive from home. Yeah, but back to the coffee. I don't know. Yeah. Even you guys, everybody has different kinds of coffee they like. And yep. I even read on this coffee make you a better gamer. I did, I was like, do I really got to read this? Because I know it does. <laughs> I don't know. Debatable. You, you get does, too much, you is. got the jitters, and you, get, and you get too anxious. Yeah, but on the other hand, you know, uh, caffeine helps you stay alert. So does it benefit your gaming? If you want it to. I, I think... Good point. So I think coffee slash energy drink, take your pick, because they always push Mountain Dew as gamer fuel. I don't think it really matters. I mean, it's just, it is kind of amping you up, but I don't know if it really does make you a better gamer. I don't know if it makes you more alert. I think it's more your just mind has, you have some sort of stimulus that, besides the game itself, 
yeah. that you, you feel like it does or it helps or it's necessary, you know. Or you just like it. Or you just, yeah, like I me, just, you just like the taste. I'm just like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to go to work, I need my cup of coffee. I'm yep. going to sit down, throw down a table, I will, have a cup of coffee. Lately, I have actually, an hour or so before bed, just popped over and I'm like, yeah, I want coffee. I mean, I always mix like cream and sugar in my coffee, so my coffee's never really just a, a strong black coffee. So, so, so your bedtime coffee, is it like my, 80% alcohol and 10% no, coffee splash? No, no. Cream. I like my but, that Irish you know, cream mixed in. Yeah, say my nighttime coffee might be a little Bailey splashed in there or, or some, <laughs> you know, some, uh, actually gin splashed in there is not bad. You don't want a I, lot, but a little gin is it, well, gin will mellow some of the, the bitter coffee out. It doesn't sweeten it, it just kind of mellows it. It dilutes it, I guess, is the easy way. But yeah, just a little gin, maybe just, you know, enough to fill the bottom of the cup. I think I'll have to go what home does and gin soup? What does it do, actually, Clint? Because well, if you drink it like that and you feel good and you start to sing songs, then would it be ginseng? No, it would not be ginseng. <laughs> Why not? Or even ginseng. Ginseng. No. So sing a song. I guess but, gaming-wise, I mean, we we like black rifle coffee. Oh, I love uh, black rifle coffee. That's the only I, coffee I well, can Crystal drink likes black. Crystal vanilla on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, vanilla. we're not sponsored by them or oh, anything. No, we I just know. like. Their, I'd like to be. Their That'd products. be awesome. But That'd I love cool, their right? stuff. But uh, I buy a lot of. I mean, I you know I do the K cups and I do the the Keurig stuff because it's easier. Yeah. And I buy I a lot of the Cameron stuff just from the grocery store, partially because I like their pods. They they have the they call them the eco pods. They're they're environmentally friendly. I I don't care. It's not a plastic cup. <laughs> I, don't, I like that. I don't care. Yeah. It's not a plastic Environmentally cup. friendly. I don't it's, care. It's not a plastic cup, so it doesn't create any back pressure in my it's curing. Just a pod, it's right? just a little, basically just a, a filter with like a little a plastic ring. It's kind of like a tea bag, but it's just the coffee. And it still has the paper top, and supposedly you can throw it in your recycling bin or whatever. It'll degrade. It, it just, it doesn't create a pressure chamber in the curing. I don't know. With most of Keurigs, you, if you don't puncture the cup right, it creates a pressure chamber and the Keurig will then throw up an error and you gotta fiddle with it. See, I don't, mine doesn't do that, but I, I guess, you know, I guess I could, but. I have certain brands of coffee, their cup is either too thick or just, it won't puncture it right, so it, it does create a pressure. It creates, I guess what it does is technically create a vacuum in there, and then the coffee can't flow, so it's. Maybe you gotta pick one, because mine, Mine's a generic well, and mine looking. Is, yeah. We have a Mr. Coffee one, and yeah, we don't have I a problem. I have and a Keurig a... 2.0, so, oh, okay. you know, it mine is. But I've just, you know, plus the oh, EcoPods. 2.0 key. Ooh, he fancy. You got yep. the 2.0. I do. Look out for Mr. Fancy Pants over here. So, <laughs> I have also noticed the, the EcoPods are about a dollar to $2 cheaper than the standard, at least at the grocery well, store I buy it from. Some people ask me, why, Greg? Because I used to always make a pot. Well, it, aren't the K-Cups expensive? It seems like it. Yeah. But in reality, it's not because, for me, if I want a cup of coffee, I'm making a cup. Yeah. I'm not wasting a pot. Then yeah. where you feel inclined to drink it, or it goes bad, or other yeah. people don't. So if you break it down and it's 25 or 30 cents a cup, where if you're going to go out, it's 3 or $4 a cup. Or yeah, whatever. you know, sometimes more. So um, it is depending upon the way you look at the price. Uh, like some of the name brand ones, what I was going to say. You like it from a famous place, and you, and you realize if you buy it the K cup plate, well, you're getting it for forty or fifty cents a cup. Yeah. Not not three bucks. So. 
coffee is a little bit more affordable that way. Now, I don't know about eco-friendly because you can always cake up things. And yeah, blah, you blah, got blah, little but plastic cups, but one time use plastic. Yeah, yeah, I use grounds too because I have a basket filter. So yep. if I get like, uh, for instance, Black Rifle makes a one called a Silent Sniper. Yeah. And it's a really smooth, smooth coffee. And that coffee, I like, once in a while I buy it. Yeah. It's not hanging well, but they sell at the mall. Yeah. Ooh, we should go out there. But yeah. But anywho, you you got to put it in the little grounds. And if, there's little paper cups that will fit in there, I found out. So if you put the paper cup inside the basket or a paper towel, then all the oil stays out. Yeah. But all your flavor comes through. And we're not aficionados. Ooh, I used the word, too. Ooh, I perused my brain. You have some high-end vocabulary this today. I'm trying. You are expanding your horizon. Don't expect anything out of him for work tomorrow. Just saying. I don't know. Well, I so there, enjoy so. your podcast because I'm getting surgery yeah. on my mouth. So. Yeah, you are going to be definitely out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Sadly, i got to work half the day. And I can't eat, so I, I may as well not drink yeah, too so, much coffee so no either. no coffee for you tomorrow either. No, I'm going to have my coffee, dude, in the morning. I'm well, sorry. That, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to get up and have my coffee. It's 5 in the morning. I'm, I'm doing that. Now, the rest of the day, I'll just drink water. Yeah. You know, from like 7 o'clock on or something. But well, that's what coffee is. It's coffee just, water. It's just brown water. Yeah. It's just coffee water. Look, it looks like mud. It's just water. So, I don't know. Do you guys like out there coffee? Uh, I pretty much... I don't know. I like it ice too. Quint knows that. I kind of yeah. You do like the ice. I don't mind ice, and I don't mind alternate flavor stuff sometimes too. Like you know, I get that peanut butter one from Scooters. Yeah, that's, see, that's I, cold, and I, don't I know. like it. See, you gotta like it though. To yeah. me, it'd be too rich. And Keegan, what kind of coffee do you like? You're not really a coffee. Actually, I don't drink. do coffee. I do more of like the energy drink, Red Bull and yeah, Mountain Dew and stuff. Mountain Dew. Okay. I gotta have my wings somehow. Well, yeah, true. Just don't go crazy, you know, yeah. flying around all over the place. And I can see him looking like a, a messed up version of Mario with wings. <laughs> Great, I found these mushrooms. No, Keegan. <laughs> Stay away from those. Not the same as worse when there's that little jingly sound it makes, too. Yeah. Now, if you start finding gold coins, you can let me know. I'll, I'll take them. Uh, yeah, we'll take the gold coins. What? Or even the gold coins. Wait, I know you? Yeah. I find the gold coins, I know you. I, I, I've never yeah. seen you before in my life. Yeah, kind of like that little <laughs> skit I seen on one of the apps. The uh, woman runs in and yells, I won the lottery. Pack your bags. The husband goes, Where are we going? She goes, Just get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, yeah, I won. I, who's my family? I don't recognize you people. Uh, but, anyways, Say back what? to coffee. We, <laughs> yeah. we were honestly trying to I, have a discussion yeah. on coffee. People ask us, like, we drink, but. Squirrel. Oh, Done a French press, tried that. Yeah, that's that's, that's interesting. Not bad. Um, it's uh, but I'm not good at it. What is? So I kind of is that the one where it starts in one container and goes to a different one and then comes you back? You just over. push the handle yeah, back. Yeah, that's. Bunch, kind of. uh, there's one I've seen that's overseas. It's like you, you put the stuff all in one, it heats up, it vacuums forward to this yeah. other cup, and then it fills yeah. in and comes back over into your cup. And you could get your own home Bartista stuff too, where you're. You know, frost your coffee with steam and well they have a coffee ninja yeah that, I kind of I kind of want it I kinda but I wasn't sure one, yeah. but it's like would I use it that much like we've got a coffee frother basically you pour the milk in this thing it, it heats and frosts the milk and then you add it to your coffee but it's like that's cool and it works great but here's another device I have to wash and clean 
or find some place to store or figure out where to plug it in or something else. It, it's like I'm already I'm okay with my my bean grinder as well that as I have, you. but because it's small and you can tuck yeah. it away and but it's kind of a pain to clean sometimes too, you know. Well, well I like Crystal. Crystal's got a Mr. Coffee ice coffee maker. Yeah, I've it heard. it cools the coffee down before it hits your cup. Nice. So it's not as near as hot when it doesn't yeah. melt all your ice. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's that's a pretty of, decent cup of coffee, yeah. but it's not the same as like going to the yeah your drive through at your favorite place. But it's also way cheaper that way too. Yep. You know, so. Yeah, I think Crystal's coffee that she gets at Scooter is damn near seven bucks. Yeah, it can get up there. Well, yeah, mine, if I get the size I normally get, it's like six something for that peanut butter. Yeah. One. Do you get the blender or the ice? I get it blended. I just can't see peanut butter ice. It it just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. Blended makes sense because it's basically a peanut butter smoothie. It's basically what it is. With With caffeine. Caffeine, yeah. But, I mean, the way caffeine is with me, anyway, I could drink... I mean, I, I used to drink a Monster Coffee and then go to bed. Well, that's because coffee it's just don't phase you. It don't phase me either. I can no, drink it at night and go to sleep. I just drink it for the taste anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, if I make a cup in the evening, I'll drink it down just like water, even though it's hot. Well, after a while, it just doesn't Also, matter. I did learn how to make oatmeal with my Keurig. Because it, dis- it dispenses hot water for tea. So I figured out the right mixture for dispensing hot water for oatmeal because it brings it up to a good temperature where you, it'll... Yeah, you use like instant oatmeal in your Yeah, cup, you sure. just... Yeah, I mean, so sometimes I'll... I mean, I you do have to run a cup with just water first. Otherwise, you can have coffee-flavored oatmeal. <laughs> it isn't that bad, but if you yeah. ever run a... If you ever use your Keurig and you just run water through it for one cup, you'll notice that your water, even though you're just running water, is a slight tinge of brown. <laughs> Like, okay, mm, that's coffee in there. We need to rinse that. Plus, I need to take mine apart again and clean it. Well, sometimes it works to run some vinegar through the coffee pot. Yeah. Too. It'll um, clean all the calcium. Mine the is stuff. not supposed to do that. It, it, it recommends a descaler, which isn't, I mean, you can get a cleaning kit for it, which is nice because it comes with the, the water filters and stuff as well. And the kit's like 18 bucks. It's not super expensive. And it's enough to descale it twice. But I've I've had mine for three years now. I've descaled it twice, and the water looks like water. I've never it's got a, any scale or any buildup. And I don't run filtered water in mine. See, that's the difference, too, with your water. It depends on how mineral heavy it yeah, is. Or if, if we had, like, when we had it at my parents while we were working there. Oh, yeah. We if, got you know, we, we bought filtered water to run through my Keurig. If I had run the, the well water, yeah, that sucker would have lime in it. Oh, for sure. Well, water to me makes a difference when you're making it because, like, our it tap does, water yeah. where we live, it, it's like drinking out of a swimming pool. Yeah. It is so ridiculous the amount of chlorine they put in there, and they go, oh, go ahead and drink it. And you're like, yeah, the it, whole thing smells like a pool now. It it, it's, it's within safety. Is it just us, or is this year flying by quicker than usual? At Care.com, you can find trusted, reliable, and affordable sitters near you with flexibility that fits your family's ever-changing schedule. And because the best decisions are made with Care, 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background-checked with CareCheck, a key first step for families to make strong hiring decisions. This fall, get help with activities, tutoring, drop-offs, pickups, and after school. Sign up now at Care.com. Guidelines, uh, yeah, so is a swimming pool. That doesn't mean I want to drink it. 
Yeah, you, so I don't. I just buy filtered water because yeah. otherwise, the the well, tap water. Well, then it makes is, your coffee taste weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. coffee tastes that terrible. Oh, that that killed. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you know, it depends, and everybody's got different ways of making their coffee and and stuff. But we've just had people ask us, "Hey, what do you guys drink?" Well, I'm not really drinking anything fancy. I mean, no. I, I have some flavorings for mine. Like I've got a vanilla because uh, my wife's diabetic, so I've got a sugar-free vanilla. Uh, I've got a like a chocolate uh, chocolate macchiato, which is not bad. Um, I like Irish cream. I like buying the Irish cream from uh, Quickstar or you know mostly Quickstar. So I like adding a little Irish cream to it, even if I don't add Bailey's because you don't want to drink that while you're working. I mean not a good idea. They frown upon that. But <laughs> you can get regular well, Irish why? cream. Now, interestingly enough, speaking of Bailey's, Bailey's does make their own ice or their own canned coffees. And there is a salted caramel and an Irish cream. They just don't sell it around here. I need to buy it off Amazon. That's great to add to coffee. Because oh, it's is? non-alcoholic. Yeah, it's, it's just, just, a, it's just a, you know, a, yeah. a coffee energy drink. But it works really good when you add it to regular coffee, too. And it's not any more expensive than, say, Monster or a few of the others. Well, the others get expensive, too. And people will tell you, oh, coffee's expensive. But then they go buy these energy drinks. Yeah, that cost, then you're buying you know, the energy, which is same, more. So. Yeah, the energy drinks I, that I have, they cost just as much, if not more, than yeah. your... Well, and my Monster coffees are $3 a can. So I guess I really no room there. But I will sometimes pour my Monster coffee into my coffee cup in the morning, too. Well, why not? I kind of wonder now that Keaton's talking about Red Bull and stuff. I wonder what adding just some Red Bull to a regular black coffee with some sugar would taste like. I bet you that wouldn't be bad. You'd have to just try it. Well, I mean, what are you, you, all the way, one way to find out. What well, are you going to lose? I a mean, cup of coffee. I haven't had Red Bull in a long time, but it's kind of got a citrusy taste, doesn't it? Nah, yeah, it does. And now they got all the different flavors. That might be worth trying. I mean, it's definitely going to punch up your coffee a little bit, but... Well, I'll have to think about that. That's that's an idea. Where's, where's Make that in the morning. Keegan, how'd you get to work? Uh, I, I, I got here, drove here. Uh, your car's still at home. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you made it in less time. That's because I ran. I ran. All the way to work. Yeah. I don't take it high, Jim. I mean, I, I see people talking about, oh, caffeine, you know, this. But then you look at sodas. Look how much yeah. caffeine is or, in or soda. Or sugar, even. Yeah. Yeah. Soda. Yeah, they're just as much caffeine as in sodas are using. Well... My Red Bulls, actually, I don't have a can here, but my Red Bull actually has less ca caffeine in it than most big place coffees. Yeah. You know what, what's funny? And I've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure we've done it on a podcast. So you can buy Mountain Dew energy drinks with different flavors. Well, Mountain Dew's energy drink, which is their lemon-lime energy drink, is Mountain Dew. So one day I thought, you know what? I'm going to compare a can of Mountain Dew, straight up Mountain Dew, to a can of the Mountain Dew energy drink because they taste identical. Guess what? The Mountain Dew energy drink had less sugar and less... Um, caffeine? Uh, not caffeine. That that other... Uh, I can't remember. It's it, You're basically your energy drink element that's not... Oh, like vitamin B12. Yeah, whatever. Than the regular Mountain Dew. So the Mountain Dew energy drink, which tastes just like Mountain Dew is actually better for you than the regular Mountain Dew. But it's the same flavor. It's just less sugar and less oh, of the other stuff. It's no weird, bad. but look at, compare the can sometime. 
it's just like it's not a huge difference. It's not. I don't think it's even half, but it's still it's got less. I'm like, oh, and you know they're almost the same price. I mean that can of Mountain Dew is a little cheaper, depending on if it's not the big can or the days. small. No, no. Well, and you basically get the Mountain Dew can in the big can anyway. I don't. I don't, can't even find the regular cans other than the grocery store. So, but yeah, so it, it's kind of interesting that it has less. Plus, some of their other flavored Mountain Dew energy drinks are really good. The grape is really good. I like the Mountain Dew energy drinks. Yeah, I haven't tried any of those. I'm pretty much just, I, I try to not drink a ton of soda because I just, for me personally, yeah, I, I can't tell people what to do. I just, for me personally, I just try not to drink a yeah, lot of yeah. it. Like, I go on little binges on it. So I'm now on the mini cans. You know those mini cans you buy at the grocery store? Yeah, those are nice. I am now buying those because I, we had them when we were camping. And I'm like, this is perfect size for me. I'm not drinking too much. I'm not drinking too, you know, too little. I don't like the bottles. The bottles are too big. There's just too much there. No, but the mini cans are great for if you have kids, too. Yeah, it is. For sure, because Evie will steal them every now and then. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that or, you know... A kid gets them, has them, and then there's a half-empty can. Well, a half-empty yeah, can exactly. of the mini is way, yeah. way less than a half-empty can of the big. You can get, like, Sunkiss or, or Crush yeah. Orange and a few others in the mini cans. Evie devoured the Crush on the, at the campsite. I got her six of the mini cans. They were gone within the first night. Oh, wow. Well, that's the one drawback to those mini cans. You drink one, you go, oh, yeah. I can drink another one. But, uh, but for me, it, it works. Yeah. You know, when I want pop, but I don't want a lot of pop, the mini can is is good. The the citric acid in the Pepsi Mountain Dew stuff, it gets me too much and it upsets my stomach. So I just don't want to drink it anymore. So that's why those little cans are nice. You're saying that teenage stomach you used to have is gone? Oh, God. That's been gone for a long time. <laughs> oh, God, I killed yeah. it with coffee. <laughs> I bet you did. Put it in its place. Yeah, I can drink coffee if it's flavored. I can't drink yeah. it straight A lot black. of people can do that, I too. You get, you, like the black rifle stuff, like you said, they're just black. Is the only black coffee I can drink straight up. No sugar, no cream, nothing. It is just that smooth. And, and the silence, like the one you're talking about, is good as well. I mean, I, I really like black rifle stuff. Um, they're they're one of my go-tos when I can either find it or order it. Um, it's also a little cheaper, not much, but a little cheaper than certain other brands. Oh yeah. my goodness! That joke on the sign said, "What candy or what candy do zombies hate the most?" Lifesavers. Oh my God. Uh, oh yeah. Well, that place always has that. Bad jokes this every place day. we drive just drove past yeah. has bad it's, jokes it's a, on a sign all the time. It, it's a sign company. They they put up billboards and everything. Yeah. So they daily Sorry. they have a, a terrible joke. We went from coffee to zombies. Yeah, maybe maybe they need coffee to help them get maybe. through their rough time. Because they're zombies. Maybe that's why they are zombies. Possible. Can't have enough coffee. So coffee has lots of good benefits, like everything else. You don't yeah. just gotta in moderation. Yeah. Well, I think I bypassed the moderation part, but. Well, yeah. When you drink it all day. Well, I kind of. I've been drinking more water though. So. Yeah. I try to do that. Yeah. More water thing too, because that works. But that's our. I mean, that's our thing with coffee, guys. We just don't really. No, we I love don't. coffee, but we love gaming, so therefore gamers with coffee, and coffee is a big part of our lives. But, you know, you guys don't have to drink coffee to join us. Oh, for sure. You know. I bet that would make your sniper better. You need to start My giving coffee in the game. Before, yeah. before you well, game. Yeah, we'll give him some MRE coffee. Oh. Get him moving. Oh, yeah. my. 
man, no water. Just sprinkle it under your tongue, man. Cool. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Clint? There, there is like generic coffee, and then there is MRE coffee. Yeah. Wow. But it will get you going. Won't it, it? It'll do something. Sometimes it does get you going, whether you want it to or not. Running around going. Ah! No, worse. <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, yep, you're gonna go now. Sit, sit, sit. Bloop. Yeah. It gets you going, but gets a few things moving. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Better than x lax Well, with MREs, you need something to counteract you the uh, the other end of that. I don't know how we got on the MRE thing. Well, you know because the MRE coffee is... Coffees are, yeah. I mean, it's know, coffee. Right? It's, it's like... But hey, it's all gourmet food, Clint. Well, it's, it's, it's unique food. Uh, Let's put it that way. Yeah, I wouldn't say gourmet. Uh, unique, uh, you know, actually, for most part, the MREs aren't that bad. Yeah, they're uh, not. The, the gray you know. eggs were a little creepy, but... You know, yeah. a lot of the other stuff I got out of the MREs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were gray. Yeah. They, they were definitely not the color eggs should be. Like, eh, no. That's why you but, have your little pack of Tabasco. Yeah, to no. To make everything no, better. No, no, you, you just didn't eat the eggs. <laughs> but you know what? In, in an emergency. Yeah, it's food. It it's is food. And you, you might have some dysentery later, but it's food. It's something. It's you debatable know. on whether or not it's actually coffee. No, it's it's, well, a, it's some form of coffee. Technically, uh, the MRE start. coffee is coffee. Up coffee. It's the same stuff you would get for if you uh, like if you want to provide just cheap coffee but, for your employees. But it's you coffee. Didn't care about them that much. It's coffee at the it's, lowest it is price possible. At the lowest price, yeah. Whoever bid the cheapest, and so you don't even know where the coffee comes from. It, yeah, it could be full of chemicals grown in some plant it, somewhere. It, <laughs> yeah. It's coffee that's meant to be thrown into your cup. Add some water and some sugar and so, drink it. It's, so let's it's clarify coffee. that. Some right, sugar? If you're going to go get coffee, though, and you go through your drive-thru, you're wondering why that tastes better. An MRE one, they don't know if you're going to be alive at the end of the day, yeah. so they really don't care. Yeah. We'll just get you through today. You Maybe you'll be there tomorrow. And uh, so, of course, yep. in that kind of world, it really doesn't matter. Now, you can't be out there in the middle of a battlefield on a firefight going, oh, man, this isn't, you know, a brand-name coffee. I need <laughs> I yeah. need my soy latte with non-fat 1% milk oh. made from a cow that was only milked on Thursdays <laughs> in a pasture that is what? only seeded everybody with alfalfa be, from Spain. Everybody just look at you like, ah, now you're now you're on point, man. Good job. Good job. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. It's just... So if they did all that, then you could win the war. Right? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't know. I mean... Uh, it's just, yeah. It is emergency coffee. So I guess with coffee, if you've never tried it or you go, ooh, I don't like it, then it's like, I liken it to pizza. Why? Because I like pizza, yeah. but I don't like every pizza made. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of pizzas to me that are gross. But I'm like, try it. You try different yeah, ones. You're going to like something. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the, well, yep, done that. And if you really need a really, really, really need a baseline, worst coffee possible for your ratings chart, boom, there you go. Yeah, now you so, know what it is. Because at that, that point, Folgers is freaking gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. actually like Folgers, but... Well, yeah. The thing with Folgers is, like a lot of the coffees, it smells amazing until you make it. Then it's okay. It could be worse, it's, but it could be better, yeah. too. But, well, that's the thing. You just don't know. You got... And it, what's but it's newer? the best part of waking up. Yeah. Best part of waking up. Yeah. You know, the, some kind of coffee in your cup. You're right. The but. ironic part I find, and I have touched on this in some of our coffee discussions before, because the coffee bean is the seed of a cherry. What? 
Yeah, that that's a coffee bean is actually the seed of a cherry, a specialized cherry. The yeah, they don't grow as just regular beans. They're actually inside a cherry, and a lot of times they'll dispose of the cherry. There are some companies that will take the cherry husks yep. and they'll dehydrate them, they'll dry them, and then they'll grind them up with the beans. Yep. Or they'll grind the beans up, but then they'll add the cherry to the beans, so it's a cherry type flavor. It's like yeah, just just toss that bad boy in the grinder and call it good. Call it good. Look at this. I got cherry coffee. Well, I'm sure, you know, what we're just saying, that's our thing. We like coffee. We like gaming. We really, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than... Yeah, I, I don't subscribe to the theory that it makes you a better gamer. I, uh, yeah, I just, I don't just had to bring that up earlier because yeah, no, there was actually cool. an article I saw. I mean, I guess like, if, you have, if you need that burst of, yeah. like, alertness, yeah. but you got to time it out because it's going to take a minute to get it in your yeah. system. Yeah, and it's like saying, you know, coffee is a good way to sober up. Really, it's not. Not, not really. No. It's not really a good way to sober up. But. The best way to sober up is not get drunk. Yeah. That is very don't, true. Don't get so drunk that you can't function. That's and very true. And some people shouldn't be drinking anyway. Well, and if you can't but, function, you can't roll your dice. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Or, you know, hold the controller. Or... Very true. It, it's just kind of weird when you're Mario Karting through the grass thinking you're making progress. You're like, why are there no coins? I kind of want to go play Mario Kart now. Yeah, we should try Mario Kart, you guys. I guess that's about it for our coffee discussion. Yeah, if you guys want to leave some comments, go ahead or follow us. Or yeah, if you're, we'll tell you again. If you're not in the group, you should be. Shame on you. Get in the group. Have some fun. Have some coffee and join the group. Yep, and then we do our little gamer hangout every Sunday, and you can have some coffee and hang out with us. And wait, I guess wait, that's about do it. Do they actually want to hang out with us? I think so. Some of them do. Yep, pretty good. Anything else you want to say on that, Keegan? Nope. Nope. Red Bull's nope. good, though. Yeah. Okay, good. that's not... We're good. We're good. All it's right. coffee, but it's a good substitute. Until the next time, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Sports and business both require great leadership to make big things happen. But the parallels between the basketball court and the boardroom go a lot deeper than you think. On How Leaders Lead with me, David Novak, you'll find conversations with the top athletes, entrepreneurs, and CEOs to talk about performance, decision-making, communication, and the mindset required to succeed. Listen to How Leaders Lead with David Novak and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the Fantasy Footy Podcast. This week, just like your lockdown lover, we are playing games. If you're still listening after I just said the word lover, then thank you. We will also be asking the burning questions for this game week and just having a good old time. So let's get straight into it. This is the Fantasy Footy Podcast. everybody hello sasha hello sasha hello how are you all doing all right we just started telling off haven't we we have yeah it's off for being like for being what a bit boisterous 
Or a little spanking, uh, didn't boisterous. we? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Similar. I think we just like school, we hadn't seen each other for a couple of weeks. No, so we were just all excitable, weren't we? That's what it is. I think I just, I just like to say one thing. I think if the topics of conversation mm. that you are having is because you three haven't seen each other <laughs> for a couple of weeks, you need to readdress your relationship statuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Relationship status. Oh. What's my relationship status? <laughs> You're single. single. Oh, Available yeah, yeah, yeah. AF. Sorry, thanks for... On, on, a, on a drought. Yeah. Oh, going on a fishing trip with your male boss. <laughs> yes, I am. For eight one. hours. Yes, I am doing fishing tomorrow. Leaving well, your poor little Crossing rods. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we shall be crossing <laughs> rods. <laughs> Sash, how you doing? You've got um, a car, haven't you? Yeah, we have. A new just car. Got a new just car. Not, like a new car, right? Like... You've got a car. Oh, is it brand, <laughs> is it brand spanking? Oh, is it? It is, Brand spanking. Whoa, 2-1 play. Yeah. That's someone that does wow. not want to readdress their relationship status. No, <laughs> no that is not. <laughs> need to yes, lock that pastry girl. <laughs> has it got blacked out windows? Yeah, it does, yeah. Sick. Has it got alloys? Don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, posh, posh wheel hubs. Rims. I don't know, I was made to get wheel insurance. So wheel insurance? Yeah, those babies are expensive and when people get on the rob, they are worth a few grand. Right, well, let's, thank God no one knows where I live. Thank God. You've got Harry that de- ring doorbell. Does. You'll be all right. Yeah, We're actually yeah, getting yeah. a ring, another camera as well, because I'm cu- so worried about the car. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> stunning. Absolutely genius. Anyway, let's have a look at the week that was then. It was a long time ago now. Mm. Game week seven. Who were the top scorers, please? Yeah, once again, a weird one. Sash, uh, a defender who... Boshed out 15 big ones, <laughs> taking home the crown. It was Spanish centre-back for Leeds, Diego Lorente. <laughs> How was that for you? Uh, big old ball against Watford. Disappointing Goal, usual. clean sheet. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Lorente. Uh, all the bonus points, spot on, big man. Nice. Coming in as a sub as well, as in he wasn't due to start the game, but injuries made it that wow. way. Oh, that's like Coming you two in. in this podcast. <laughs> oh my God, so true. <laughs> what about surprise packages? Well, Laurenti was a surprise, of course, but my award, so I want to talk about a truly heroic Korean. And no, it's not Seong Ji-hun. That's for all you Squid Game fans out there. It's Wolves centre forward, He Chan Hwang. Whoa. Two goals and 13 points versus Newcastle for the RB Leipzig Loney. And at 5.6 mil and just 4.1% ownership, he is a lovely little differential for you smart managers out there. Looks a handful, building a partnership with Jimenez too, and Wolves are starting to howl again. Well played, he. <laughs> Phil, uh, yeah. please will you uh, get your flopper out, thanks. Yeah, that's what Boston will be saying all weekend. Rod tomorrow, <laughs> flopper tonight. Um, yeah, it's pretty huge tonight. Sash. Okay, not that big because it is getting cold outside, but it's pretty big. Um, I need to talk about a guy who was the most transferred in player in FPL for game week seven. I myself, of course, transferred him in as well. And this is going to sound harsh because he didn't flip in play, but you know what? I'm still annoyed about it. Like now, it's Spain and Chelsea left back Marcus Alonso. Yep. The enigmatic fullback who blitzed the league in 2017 to help Chelsea win their last Premier League title. Still a very classy operator. He had been doing bit sash in the first six game weeks. He only missed five minutes in those half dozen matches to 39 FBL points. And about 30% of managers owned him. But guess what? Suddenly, Chile came in from the freaking cold. He got a goal too. And us Alonso owners were left livid and 
pointless. So uh, you may have a solid jawline and a luscious lid, Marcos, but this week you flopped harder than that Joey Friend sequel series on Channel 5. Abysmal! Can I just give an honourable mention to Romelu Lukaku, who uh, most people captained. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't have the funds to bring him in. Myself included. And I had Jamie Vardy instead, and he's good. But Chelsea's and Ronnie off the, the bench. bench. Oh, yeah, Ronnie. Oh, unlucky yeah, that. That's it, Sash. Thanks. Let's look at everyone's least favourite segment, then big shouts. Oh, Harry. Least favourite for who? <laughs> Not me. Not this guy. Phil Foden. Phil Fodden. Played like a quarterback against Andorra. I mean, most people can. I probably could, to be fair. Anyway, he played very well against Liverpool. Got the goal he deserved. Should have got more. That's the only thing that annoyed me. If he'd have, he should have scored loads um, and would have gone past my XP of 11. But instead, he got seven. I won the big shouts this week. Yes, yes. Winner, winner. Deliveroo dinner. <laughs> God, ruin the surprise, Is eh? No, no much point telling me why. Tell you what I got now. No, well, I mean, Harry's ruined it, but yeah. It's not more than seven. Um, I went for Douglas Louise, created three chances versus Spurs, but ended up with just the two points. Um, he is a defensive midfielder, mm. so, you know, solid TBF. I think so. Hashtag we move. Um, Phil. Yeah, I wanted wood. I didn't have wood. <laughs> wood flopped against Norwich. 79 minutes, one point. Do you know what? It must be that scary Norwich defence. They must have chopped Wood down to kindling. You hate to see it. Mainly because this means Harry wins, as he just told us all. With the world's smallest shout ever, but whatever. What? Against Liverpool? Away? Norwich are the Canaries, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the birds smothered your wood. (laughs) They did smother my wood. Yeah, God. Say that again, Johnny. Say that again. Oh, shush now. I'm going home. Right. Um. <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode of <laughs> Innuendo. We're all, con- con- all concerned about FPL. my welfare. Please be. Um, the Listeners League, Harry. Uh, well, friend of the show, Daniel Swaby, still top of the table. He's just, I would say, quite literally two points off being in the top 10K now. Well done, Daniel. Uh, but our top scorer for the last game week is Honor Udi's team, Les Bleus. They brought in a whopping 70 points and they even had Romelu Big Flop Lukaku as their captain. Uh, They also are now the leading candidate for the October Manager of the Month competition. In other news, I'm back to the top half of the table, lads. It's all okay. The only way is up. Uh, Anyway, Sorry, why do good team managers always have crap team names? You know, if you're looking at like, the top 100, it's all stuff like Jack's 11 or Lebler. Because they don't have the creative brain, and generally that'd be why. It's no it it probably something di- really mm. in there, like mm. they're great at numbers and mm. analysis. So, well, well done on wordplay, not, not up there. No one else find it funny that <laughs> Harry said that like the most English way that you possibly could label. Label. Les Blues. <laughs> yeah, he could have said Les Blues, couldn't he? Les Blues. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to join the Listener League uh, and you want to have yourself a little shout-out like Honor has just done, uh, then you need to join our Listener League. And the code to do that is OTCUNE. O-T-C-U-N-E. Let's have a chat then about hot topics hot Hot topics. topics 
and Mo Salah, that unbelievable goal versus sitting, making a mockery out of defences and other FPL big hitters at the moment. There's some Twitter traction saying leave the captaincy on him all season. Is he that good? Is that just mental? Is that not asking for trouble? Gentlemen, what do you think? <sighs> um, I mean, I said in the last episode that he's the best player in Europe at the moment and Harry laughed at me. Uh, he then did that against City. Um, yeah, the guy's on fire. I think John is looking at his stats right now, potentially. Um, yeah, he, he's just unreal. He's obviously got previous within the FPL game as well as the Premier League. Um, he has actually kind of been going down every year in terms of FPL points since he first came back to the Prem because he was at Chelsea, then Fiorentina, then Roma, came to Liverpool in 2017. Um, but this could be a record-breaking season if he continues at this rate. He probably won't continue at this rate, but he is such a confidence player, like every player is. But, I mean, his assist was unreal as well for Mane. Um, and he made City look like, you know, not that good defensively, and they've been the best team in the league by a mile. So, defensively, that is. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he is a choose-and-snooze, set-and-forget for as long as flipping possible, and there is some logic to say, just leave the captain's armband on him and he'll probably get returns nine times out of ten. Um, we know he had a weird period last year where he got like one or two returns in 13. Um, but he's approaching his peak in terms of age as an outfield footballer. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's madness, Sash. And uh, I'm going to captain him, I think, against Watford. You said he gets returns nine times out of ten. He actually gets returns six times out of seven so far. Oh, OK. That's he's got bad. 70 points already. I know. That's ten points per game. I know. Um, he's only blanked in one game that was week two against Burnley at home when Liverpool won 2-0 um, he's had four double digit hauls so yeah if you're scoring week in week out of course I think it's more than fair to say just place the armband on him every week and also it takes away so much stress true very true Harry, what about your beloved Everton? They got another good result against United at Old Trafford. They're full of really good differentials. Um, do we take the toffee seriously in FPL this year? I think you've got to. I think the value in them is just unbelievable. I think mm -hmm. you've got it. I think you, you simply must have one of them. You should have Decore or Townsend or Tamari Gray. They are both around the five point, all around between the five point five and six mil mark. Mm -hmm. um, Decore and uh, and Andres Townsend are the top scorers of those at the moment. Andre uh, Gray. Andre Gray? That's the wrong one. Damari Gray. <laughs> he um, he kicked off the season best out of those. But he slowed down a little bit. I'm considering if I had a wild card, I'd probably transition over to Decore because he's more likely to keep his spot for every single game. And um, he's just getting in and around. He's got more ability to get goals with his head and stuff like that whereas the other two are, are just uh, they've they've been profiting from the fact that uh richarlison and uh and dcl have yeah, been out there when they come back i think they are they should be back this week i'm pretty sure richarlison is uh and dcl i think will be as well mm -hmm. um they'll both play they'll, they'll one be left wing the other be right one wing. will replace rondon um i mean i was there at old trafford session in terms of the eye test, like Decore looked like prime Yaya Torre, um, Damari Gray looked electric, and Andros Townsend's just playing like he did eight or nine years ago. He's just sure in front of goal, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, his his finish was right-footed as well. And you just his wrong he, foot, yeah. Even seeing it live, I was like, there's no way he's going to miss that. And he didn't. Um, so yeah, I think there's some oh, great value. I, I mean, they were all three of them were involved in that goal yeah. as well. Damari Gray was the one exactly. who won the ball back. Exactly. And, uh, and then Decore's just power great and just assist. great feet and beautifully weighted person 
just Andros just clinical, just bang, manning, manning full uh, confidence and great form. And yeah, I think definitely one to have. I've got Damari. I'm slightly wishing I had uh, uh, Abdullah Dekore, but yeah, definitely one to get in. What's nice as well is that those two, Townsend and Dekore, both have fairly low ownership. They're both under 10%. Uh, Gray's just under 20%. Um, Townsend's on a madness, right? He's, he's averaging 7.7 point, sorry, 7.7 points per mil at the moment. That's the highest value midfielder in the game. Um, he's been knocking around the Premier League since 2012, and only twice has he got more than three goals in a season since that time. He's already on three so far, and we're only seven games in. Man's doing bits. Finally then, let's chat about Lukaku and Ronaldo. They both blanked in game week seven and the Belgian withdrew from their squad this weekend with muscle fatigue. Ronaldo is the most sold player in FPL so far this week with over 220,000 managers selling him. So what shall we do with this deadly duo? I mean, just, I mean, that is madness that 220,000 managers got rid of him. That's, that's the... Honestly, one of the silliest things I've ever heard. Did <laughs> you say knee jerk? Yeah, that absolutely. He st- doesn't start one game. They they should have lost. He is going to start every single game now. He's learned his lesson. I mean, unless Ollie fancies getting the sack, because it's the kind of, the kind of rhetoric that was coming out around it was if you do that again, you're probably going to get binned off, mate. Sir Alex has made comments about it. So, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I I. Nakaku muscle fatigue. Ignore that. That's just that's just standard. Like I don't want to play in the Nations League third and fourth playoff. Yeah. I want to go back to my club uh, because I'm not going to play have here. Nice I'll have some. I'll have some rest. R and R and get myself fit for the last, for the next few games. And he had a great game in that first. Oh, two I mean, goals. His goal against France. Yeah. I mean, the way he rolled. Yeah. I mean, I've got them both. Sash. I'm not getting rid of either of them anytime soon. I think Harry's right about Ronaldo. I think it was more to do with United playing 96 minutes on a was it a Wednesday night. And then, of course, playing 12.30 on the Saturday. Ronaldo is 37 in February. I know he's fit, but I think Oli was trying to do the right thing. But yeah, Harry's right. I think Ronaldo will start every game now for the foreseeable future because between now and January, Solskjaer needs things to go his way because United have got a very tough-looking fixture Ooh, list in, in, uh, in, in the Premier League. So, uh, yeah, speaking of which, I suspect the majority <clears throat> of those managers that have sold Ronaldo mm-hmm. don't own Lukaku and right. want Lukaku for that run of yeah, four yeah, games yeah, four probably brought in Lukaku and they've gone direct you know like for like yeah. and that's fine in a way because Lukaku is probably going to be a captain choice for all of those unless you want that you know Salah yeah but Lukaku I'm going to be sticking with Lukaku for sure um, but he's blanked in his last three in the Premier League yes. um, you know he's, he's, he's looked dangerous but and Werner scored the, and Werner scored and he played really well um, cheap, cheap, cheap option as a forward as well in comparison yeah. so cheap compared to what he came in as last season mm. um, yeah Werner great great spot has six shots four shots on target um, Chile had four shots <sighs> and he scored for England he did and he created four chances as well yep um, Werner with an expected goal involvement of 1.6 versus Southampton that's huge definitely one to watch how much is he? He's in the eights now. 8.6. Oh, bargain bucket. Introducing the best deal in mobile. Unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month per line. 
with no contracts, no added taxes, and no hidden fees. Includes nationwide 5G. Save up to 60%. Get unlimited on two or more lines for $29.99 a month. Call 855-438-2999. Click SpectrumMobile.com or visit a store near you. Offer valid for new customers on two or more unlimited lines. Savings based on two-line comparison of unlimited plans among major national carriers as of 9-2021. Prepaid excluded. Gentlemen, it is time for what I believe is our first game. First game of the season, lads. This is the first game of the oi, season, oi. I think. Very exciting. Welcome to Quid Game. <laughs> In no way linked to the meme-tastic, globe-conquering Netflix series smash hit, Honest, this game... It has far higher stakes because somebody gets to gloat, which you all do very well. So (laughs) it's pretty simple. I'm going to list one set of two players from each of the four position categories. And all Jono and Harry have to do is let me know how much they cost combined in English pounds sterling in the game of FPL at the time of recording. Makes sense? Big fan. Right. First up, goalkeepers. Kasper Schmeichel, Aaron Ramsdale. What is the answer? Is it fastest finger? Or? No, just give an answer. Um, no, no, no. Combined value. I think that is 10.1. Okay. No, no, no. no uh, Ramsdale's 4.6 and Kasper Schmeichel. Oh. Oh, it's big, actually. <laughs> Let's just say 9.7, but if John is, if, if he's 5.5, Gus Michael, then I've, then I've screwed it. Harry, you are on the money. 9.7. 9.7. How much does Michael cost? 5.1, John. Oh, 5.1. I, I knew he was in the fives. Oh. 5.5 is in the fives. Oh, 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 oh. Watch out. Oh, God. Up next, we have defenders Matt Doherty and Kurt Zuma. Oh, lordy lord. <laughs> um, I'm really happy I've got Phil here to help you me go with the maths, by the way. Cause... Uh, okay, so Matt Doherty, I think... I'm the scorer. Uh, five, five, 4.9, and... Uh, you, I'm checking he's not cheating. I'm not cheating. Five uh, and who's the other person? Any one of them. Uh, Kurt Zuma. Kurt Zuma, he was, I think he was started off expensive. Um, uh, let's say... Uh, 10.2 Okay So I think Zoom is about 5.5 Because he was He got a lot of goals last season So I think he's going to be quite high 10.2 So I'm just going to be cheeky And think I think it's a bit more So I'm going to go 10.3 I think it might be lower Mm. The answer Is 10.1 Harry wins again Harry. What are those two prizes then? What are, what are they individually? Johnny, you'd be dead now. Um, I know that much about the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't even remember right now, Johnny. Um, but I think Kurt is... Uh, five point, I think it's about 5.3 because he's lost God, value. Yeah, maybe. And I think, yeah. that, I think that Doherty's done the same. He's down to 4.8 or something like that. 4.9, I think Doherty is. Oh, right. Let's look at midfielders, all right? We've got Andros Townsend and Jesse Lingard. Go. Oh, oh, oh. 
Um, when Jono works it out, it looks like a dog that's having a dream because he just like ever so slightly twitches. Uh, John, do you want to go closed. first this time? <laughs> yeah. Is this, is this just her pride I'm, anyway? I, can I just say, no, no, no. No, if, no, no, no. If, if, if Jono wins the next two, he could tie it. Okay. Is it is out of five, is it? No, it's out of four. 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 We've, we've done... T- why, but then why we'll have we to could be a draw I mean I got one na- dead on I got one absolutely nailed on sure yeah, that's got, worth more points double, double diamond um, sure that's going to be worth more points okay um, Townsend and Jesse Jesse um, I have a very good idea of what Townsend is no idea what Jesse's going to be let's go with there's the twitching 12.5 how's <laughs> that uh, right so Townsend is Five point seven, and Jesse, oh, I completely wrong. Jesse, oh. Jesse is, I think, about six point three. So uh, that makes twelve. Twelve mil. Okay. Please let me be. What did you say, John? I said twelve point five, didn't I? Did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 John has said twelve point five. The answer is twelve. Well done, John. Is he 6.7 then? What is he? <laughs> what John has done there is he's jumped onto the reinforced glass. And if you've seen Squid Game, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> okay. All right, we're still in it. So, if all I'm saying is if Jono wins the next one and just because doesn't get the exact number but still wins it. Then you are drawn. Yeah. You are drawn. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right, is it? That's not right, but we'll go with it. Phil, That's why don't you right create a, a fifth and final one in case there's a sudden death, uh, a, final, a penalty shootout? Yeah. I bother. I'm going to go full Italian. <laughs> Forwards. Pierre Emmerich Abamyang. Divock Origi. Oh, oh dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go first you on this one. First. What so, is the answer? Um, I think that this is uh, 14.8. Oh, that could be bang on. Because I think Aubameyang started at 10. I think he went down to about 9.9. And I think Origi started at 5. And when it's gone down to 4. So he could be bang on. But maybe one of them hasn't dropped that much. But if you go, if you go the same as me, John, you can. But obviously, you won't be able yeah, to win. So what's the point in that? So you said, sorry, you said fourteen point eight. Mm-hmm. So I'll say fourteen point nine. Oh, mother trucker! The answer is fourteen point eight. God, I'm good. God, you have won forty-six point five billion won. That's great. Which is (laughs) gonna play that in for a free transfer? Can I? Yeah, can I get a second free transfer out of it? No, sorry, mate. Great. Ah, that was quid game. Thanks, Ash. And now on to burning questions for game week eight. First up, then Jamie Vardy versus Man United on Saturday at home. No Maguire, maybe no Varane. Silly to ignore him. Jaden Sancho looked good for England. Is he now a differential to consider? Jamie Vardy is. Jaden Sancho, I think not. Jamie Vardy, as yeah. you'll know, and you uh, <laughs> yeah, top scorer. Because you pick him as captain every week. Top scorer. 
Uh, is he still Premier League top scorer? Is that, top is that Salah? Premier League. Salah. They both got six. Oh, right. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's ace. I brought him in as my transfer because I didn't have enough money to get in Lukaku. Worked out pretty well. well I done. think he's going to do it pretty well against United here. I think, I, having watched us, probably should have decimated you, really. We should have won by about a couple. that word. Should have, should have won by a couple. Um, and we didn't because we didn't have any strikers on the pitch apart from Solomon Rondon God love him and uh, Jamie Vardy different kettle of fish different gravy baby I think he could get a couple I think this could end the United away run Sancho TBC Phil I mean look Jaden Sancho was playing against a 41 year old on fake turf over in Andorra so yeah he did look good for England but I mean two assists at any level will give you confidence Um bit well, like Harry was saying earlier, I actually... Was he actually 41? The, the, the guy that fell over and Jaden Sanchez stitched him up. Yeah, he's 41. <laughs> um, and actually, when Sancho came on last weekend at Old Trafford, he was the best player on the pitch for the final 20 minutes. So, possibility that, that, that Oli might think, right, I need to start Jaden more and more and I get more confident. In terms of Vardy, we mentioned it weeks ago, he always starts seasons so well. And yeah, he's a real kind of option to consider away from those big two, Ronaldo and Lukaku, because he's over a million... Uh, cheaper. Um, I do think maybe Eric Bailly might come in if Varane's out and he is quick so he might be able to keep up with Vardy. But yeah, he's got the bit between his teeth and uh, he has got previous against United so all you Vardy captainers out there, Sash included, good luck because yeah, you might be quids in. I'll be really interested to see how United come out in this game. Last season, whenever they played a um, a better attacking team, they definitely went with a low block. And their, their defensive record was much better against the big six than it was lower teams, which yeah. will not help players like Jamie Vardy, who likes to play on the shoulder and get in behind. Um, so, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see how Oli leads them out. Let's have a look at Man City at home to Burnley. Surely your captain is going to come from here. Phil, you're shaking your head. Well, I mean, we talked about Mo Salah a lot and Lukaku. But yeah, I mean, City is starting to cook on gas. They were insanely good for the first hour at Anfield. Cancelo's playing all the time. Foden's looking just razor sharp. Jesus looking great every game. Um, KDB, again, we talk about him every week, but he's slowly getting back to full fitness. So this looks like 5-0 all over, right? I feel that this just looks like a steamrolling Man City at home. Um, Haven't they scored like, I don't think average yeah, like 4.8 4. goals per Burnley. game against Burnley yeah, in the past two seasons. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I want to be safe and pick Mo this week. But if you've got any City players, if you're one of those brave managers that's actually gone for or gone against Pet Roulette, then by all means, look at a City captain because, yeah, I think you're right, Sash. I think it could be a very wise choice. One of the names that Phil picked out there was Jesus. Uh, and we should mention... There's quite a few players who are going to be a, a big doubt for game week eight because of the internationals, especially the South American players. Um, Brazil have got a game versus Uruguay on the Friday and then it's City versus Burnley on the Saturday. I think it's very unlikely if... Jesus Where is that game? It's, it's in, I think it's in South America. Oh, wow. On the Friday? Yeah, yeah. Same with Rafinha for Leeds. That's irresponsible, um, isn't it? Yeah. I think this is what Courtois was saying the other night about <laughs> yeah. the, the scheduling of, of football around the world at the moment. So Alisson, Thiago Silva, wow. uh, Rafinha, Jesus. So whilst we're on the subject, I would keep your transfers till the very last minute this week, yeah. fellow managers, um, and keep an eye on those presses to see. You know, it, there's a very good chance that some of these players don't play and they leave early and therefore they will be available. Um, but there's also a good chance that they won't. And they'll, they'll be playing for their uh, national national okay, national um, teams. I think Rafinha came on for his Brazil debut and got two assists. So yeah. that's a good sign for him. Sorry, 
But I would like to say, if I had a, a City player, I probably would be captaining them. Um, they which, do look electric. One? Um, if I had a choice, I think Foden would be a great shot because I think Jesus doesn't play. KDB, um, KDB I mean, KDB much harder to fit into a team with my with my oh yeah structure. I'm really the only way about... I'm getting that is swapping out Salah. You've Bruno. got Fernandez to take over. Bruno, Bruno. <laughs> Finally then, Watford have a new manager, Newcastle have new owners. Are there any differential assets who will be looking to impress or are there fixtures versus Liverpool and Spurs just too darn tricky? Harry? Well, Ismaila Saar still doing really well. Like he's one of the top scorers in in the game still. Um, He's the only one I really look at from Watford, to be quite honest. Um, As for... I mean... Brangieri, they scored a lot of goals, didn't they, Leicester, when they when he was their coach? Obviously, you know, that's the only real great time they've had. But they're not great defensively, but they're good going forward, a Ranieri team. So that's where I'd be looking at. And, and Newcastle, obviously, oh, well, let's see what happens there. If uh, Steve Bruce stays, then not, yeah. not nothing's going to change, let's be honest. Um, but uh, it, ASM's someone to consider always. Seven points. Yep, yeah, always. 16. You know, he's very, he's very exciting. He's still well in amongst it. Mm. Um, but that, that is the only. I mean, Callum Wilson, God, well, injury prone, unbelievable. Mm. I don't know when he's going to come back. Oh, I don't even know what's wrong with him. But anyway, he's uh, out of the picture right now. And even when you do get him in, is it worth risking him getting injured again? And you have to make a transfer, sacrificing it on that. It's something to really think about because you know your injuries. That's what's crippled my transfers over the past few weeks. Yeah, and that's why I think Jono's right about just waiting for those international matches to kind of finish before we hear any injury news. But yeah, look, Saar and St. Maximam, 77 points between them already. They are the talismanic figures in both those teams. And yeah, re- new manager bounce is a real thing. You know, Newcastle, I don't know if you've ever been, is like it's most footballing city I feel I've ever been to. Everyone's obsessed with it. And, you know, they'll be right behind the team, not necessarily Bruce, but they'll be right behind the team. Uh, this weekend so um, yeah I'll be looking at one of those two and uh, yeah just have a quick scour of both squads and see if there's any cheeky ones you might be able to whack in Watford's fixtures are absolutely disgusting though (laughs) the next eight Liverpool Everton Southampton Arsenal Man U Leicester Chelsea City okay that's just red (laughs) bye 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 you're going down now bye (laughs) team Tinker Corner quick fire captains please fill Mo Salah, and I really, really hope I don't change my mind, um, but watch him blank because I'm going to captain him. So there you go. Harry? I'll go with Mo Salah and I won't regret it. <laughs> Jono? Mo Salah. Ooh. What about formation choices? 3-5-2 again for me because I, I feel like I've got choice paralysis. It's not really working, but I just don't want to, oh, I just don't like four or five at the back. And yeah, I've still got big Rom and big Ron, so I'm going to stick to my 3-5-2. Harry? I've got three, four, three, and I've Ooh. somehow got Luke Shaw on my bench. That's 5.5 on my bench. But what I'm considering instead is, uh, well, we'll talk about my transfers in a second, but if he is available, then I might, uh, if I if I make a good transfer instead for a different defender, then I might go 4-2 four, four, instead. Mm. Jono? Uh, at the moment, I'm set up for 3-4-3. Three, three. Um but if Rafinha is out, it will be a 4-3-3. Choosers and snoozers then. Salah, obviously, seems like the most Salah episode. Uh, I mean, he deserves it. I mean, he does unreal at the moment. But again, I'm going to mention again, I was at Old Trafford last week and seeing Mason Greenwood in the flesh, 
he is different gravy. Um, seems a level above kind of any United attacking player at the moment, just doing what he can do both sides. And I know it's not quite clicking for United now, but I have big faith that Mason will score 15, 20 goals this season. And I'm going to keep on keeping the faith. <laughs> so I'm, if, just, I'm, if, just, I'm just looking at you like in in disbelief. What? Like obviously you would, it's different when you're at the ground, right? Yeah. I watched that game and he, he didn't threaten. And well, that's what I just said. Like, it's not connecting right now, but every time he gets the ball... So how is he, he choosing snooze? How is he choosing snooze? How is he going to score 15, 20 goals for United? Like? Because I think he will. Because I think he's that good. But to, well, what's he doing in my team? He's lost value. You've got him. I put him in. He's done nothing. He's, he is on the brink. He's got as many Premier League goals as Lukaku. Oh, Gelf. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. truth. Harry. Yeah, but that's it. Because he's... Yeah, but not in my team, he's not. I brought him in, and I think he scored one goal. Yeah. And it's done nothing since the lost value. Uh, my choosing is, is quite literally Mo Salah. That is it for now. I mean, I quite actually, you know what? Jamie Vardy and Antonio, actually. I'm I'm very happy with, with those two. I should have shouldn't been so hard. You know who also is someone who's slowly becoming like just never get rid of him? Shane Duffy. Shane Duffy. Huh? What a what a guy. What a guy. What, what a guy. And I, and I tell you what I would be doing. I can't mention him as a big shout, but he doesn't get a mention on this show. I, I'm looking at getting Livermento in at some point soon. Uh, he got a lovely assist against, well, assist points for winning the penalty against his old club. And he is a cracking little player for 4.2 mil. If you haven't got him in, think about it as your budget enabler because he's a good winger who gets right amongst it. Johnny? Salah. That's all. Oh, Antonio. Any chips with that? No. 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 I'm tired. How do great leaders handle change? I'm David Novak, and on my podcast, How Leaders Lead, I bring you conversations with the top entrepreneurs, athletes, and CEOs who are making a difference in the world one decision at a time. Consider this show a set of best practice visits of leaders like Tony Hsu of DoorDash, Indra Nui of PepsiCo, Ajay Banga of MasterCard. So listen to How Leaders Lead with me, David Novak, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Transfer talks. Eighth week in now then, gentlemen. Are you still at the panic stations? How's it going? We've got our two... Are you influencers yet? Um, I mean, I mean, Indiana, uh, FPO Indiana's pushing 450 in terms of... Uh, oh, followers. Front door. That's nearly more than I've got on my actual Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I know. Um, I'm not really putting any content out there because I've been too busy doing other things. I get l- at least two likes a post. Yeah. Crushing it. We yeah. don't, as an account, uh, don't get yeah. two likes mm, per uh, post. Yeah, we, we do. Or well, we get, uh, we get uh, three because all three of you like it. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then FPL Droog likes it. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, Sasha, the last few weeks have not been good for me. And um, I wouldn't say panic stations. I'm just getting a bit disappointed. What about FPL though, Phil? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that too and in terms of transfers not a flipping clue uh, I'm going to wait for this international break to finish and then do some last minute tinkering might take a nine, minus four again but that was my downfall last year so I really don't want to I think my transfer will be Luke Shaw for uh, Cancelo straight in Ooh. straight in there and that kind of gives me the gap to get uh, Trent back in if I fancy it later on down the line Um I mean, if I'm if I'm having if I had my wild card, I'd be getting rid of Ivan Tony for He Chan Wang. If that I say his name right, that sounds about right. I'm I'm worried that I got it wrong. Um, anyway, He Chan, 
And then um, uh, I'll get rid of Fernandez for KDB. That's one I'm seriously considering. And Mason Greenwood for Phil Foden because uh, they score more goals than Man United. Johnny? Um, I'm really considering bringing in Kane for <gasps> Cristiano Ronaldo. Who? 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 Kane. Who's that? Who's that that, that guy from last year. Oh, Harry Kane. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It'll be a serious sink or swim move if I do. <laughs> Just because the absolute chasm between their ownership. Um, but his underlying stats are coming back to norm, registering six shots against Villa, four of which were on target. Yeah, next GI of 0.9. That's expected goal involvement. Bill's oh, favourite stat. Gosh, you love a stat. The highest of any player within that match. Oh. Um, there you go. That's what win you this league, just so you know. And I would really like to break into that top 100, and I'm nowhere near at the moment. I've had two red arrows in a row. And I think maybe having Kane might be the way to do it. Kane, you do it. Kane, you do it indeed. I'd also love to get rid of Troy Ore. <clears throat> okay, thank you for that. But he's so ripped. Don't forget, you lovely lot out there, your FPL transfer deadline for game week eight is 11am GMT on Saturday, the 16th of October. Oh, we're getting into spooky season. Love mm-hmm. it. Love to see it. Every week's spooky season when you're in the room, sir. Right, thank you very much. Big shouts for game week eight. Harry, are you going to... Yeah, I'll kick us off. Yeah. Emil Smithrow, ESR, 5.4 mil, 5.6% ownership. Got a goal and an assist a couple of weeks ago in the NLD. Referring back to John Baby, you know me. Yeah, baby, you know me, NLD. Uh, (laughs) Jono's graph. My man. (laughs) Uh, Palace's poor away defensive record stays as is... What with Vieira's manager, they haven't shored up. And uh, yeah, he's a mainstay for this Arsenal side ESR. So yeah, low ownership, uh, decent fixtures, heaps of talent, 10 points from their last four games Arsenal have. I think he's going to score seven points. Seven. Phil? Well, look, <clears throat> if Harry can have Phil, I'm worth £80 million Foden, <laughs> then I can have Curtis Jones. He's only 0.3% owned, 5 mil. He's playing Watford with Salah buzzing around that dodgy Hornets defence. Even with Claudio back, I expect the Reds to run riot and Jones looks very good. Dilly ding, dilly dong, XP, another seven for the local lad. Would have had an assist if Mo Salah had kept his feet on. He's a good player, isn't he, Curtis Jones? Mm. Yeah. Jono? Finally, we come to you. Cucurella. 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 Actually, probably Cucurella. 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 Gratis, my Cucurella. Five mil, 0.8% ownership. Four chances created versus Arsenal. Add that to Brighton's clean sheet, and you can see why he bagged all three bonus points. And he faces Norwich. XP, seven. I was going to say, have all of you done your XP? Harry, uh, XP, XP seven. what? XP7. Seven. I said seven. I said seven. You're what? all doing Len Goodman seven. Oh, John, I think you should go higher. He's going to get that clean. He's going to get that oh, sweet clean sheet. And I think yeah. you get, but maybe a single bonus, maybe a double bonus. No, I think sweet clean sheet. I think you can get 13 points. A sweet well, clean sheet. Get a sweet clean sheet, assist, assist and all the bonus. Right, why don't you make him your My big man's big bigging shot. me up. Maybe I should. No, I think he. I think he's trying to push you over the edge. It's too expensive. Let's go nine. Let's go nine. Really? Nine! Nine. Strictly okay. giving them out left, right and centre at the moment. I'll give one out. Nine. Oh, aren't they? Okily dokily then. That is all that Oakley we have. Okily dokily Yeah, today I'm rolling. Well, like like I really, Liked really it. want to leave. Um, that <laughs> is all that we... Go away. That's all that we've got time for this week. 
Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye. Watch Squid Game. Good call. Bye, bye. Sports and business both require great leadership to make big things happen. But the parallels between the basketball court and the boardroom go a lot deeper than you think. On How Leaders Lead with me, David Novak, you'll find conversations with the top athletes, entrepreneurs, and CEOs to talk about performance, decision-making, communication, and the mindset required to succeed. Listen to How Leaders Lead with David Novak and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. episode please leave us a review on itunes everybody and welcome to episode 58 of the casual gamecast a weekly video game podcast for the everyday gamer brought to you by the team at casual game critic i'm phil kyo i'm shane Bo. and we have got a show for you this week this week you may have noticed eagle-eyed and eagle-eared listeners and or watchers may have noticed that it has been over a week since the last episode yes that's right folks after 58 weeks we took a week off i'm all of it i'm all of it uh a little bit behind the curtain i was incredibly sick and shane has a life so it just didn't happen (laughs) but this is how game podcasting sometimes go but thank you for your patience and welcome back and we are delighted to be back now what are we doing this week well, me and Shane are going to catch up and talk about what we may have been playing this week. We're then going to talk about whatever the hell happened this week or two in gaming that we personally care about. And then we are going to answer this week's question of the week, which this week comes from, I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Ristaird O'Mactier, uh, who is in both of our Discord and in our Facebook community, which you can find links to in the description below. But, Ristiard, <laughs> I must find out what his actual non-Irish, you know, uh, translated name is. But, I'm going to say Richard, maybe? Uh, but Ristiard asks, what was the game or sequence in which you had to play it with your lights on? As an example, I played and finished Half-Life 2 multiple times and I know Ravenholm by heart, but I can't go through that sequence still with the lights off and the dark room. Yeah, Ravenholm... Ravenholm was probably one of the first freaky FPS things I had ever played as well. But that is not my answer. And if you want to figure out what that answer is, by all means, my friends, stick around to the end of the podcast. But Shane, 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 my baby boy, it has been, it has been many weeks. It has been many, many weeks since we had a cozy, intimate two-man podcast. How the devil are you? 
I'm very well, very well. I have like stuff to talk about because not only has it been many weeks since it's been just the two of us, but it's also we been. We can make it if we try. We try just the two <laughs> of us go to get a copyright strike. Um, it's also been two weeks since we recorded an episode because, like you said, life stuff and sickness and you know all that jazz. So yep. personally, I'm good. You know. I'm happy, healthy, all the rest of it. The usual things you want to be in life. I'm very happy, um, Jared. Thank you very much. Um, News-wise, um, this actually ties into part of why I wasn't available to record last week. Okay. So I have my third and final pup date. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to see you have your third and final dog. I was like, what? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so my third and final pup date. So Cody, the foster dog, which if people were listening two weeks ago... Uh, will remember I'm fostering a dog named Cody. But the pup dead is that I'm no longer fostering Cody because he went to his forever home. Oh, amazing. Uh, how yes. did that happen? Um, so we were fostering him for a while and once he was settled with us, then the LSPCA made regular like posts on their Facebook group and stuff going, we have Cody, he's been working with his foster carers, like, you know, which we were, we were doing some training with him and stuff like this. And mm-hmm. like... Even within the two weeks we had him, he came out of his shell so much. He was a totally different dog by the time he left. And a woman got in contact and said, I would love to meet Cody and possibly adopt him. And um, she came to our house. She met Cody. She had a little play with him. She fell in love. Um, and then after a few days went by, um, we had to wait for Cody to be fully vaccinated and have all his stitches out and... You know, the lady wanted to make sure she got, like, a crate and bedding and had all the stuff to be a new dog parent. So, um, then Friday last week, he went to his forever home. So, we dropped him off. We spent about an hour there making sure he got acclimated. He fit right in. He was straight in, straight on the sofa, playing with the toys she had. Like, he was loving it. Nice. So, that's it. It's a, it's a happy, lovely, warm story. Cody has a forever home, and he's very loved, and he's been spoiled rotten, which is what he deserves. A hundred percent. I'm really happy to hear it. Um yeah. yeah, that that's 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 lovely. That's that's quite the yeah. beautiful tale from start to finish. Um and so like I'm just curious, you know, in terms of how did the person come across Cody? Is it like on their website? Was that like there is this dog who is fostered and needs a forever home? Is that kind of a or was it word of mouth? Uh no, it's usually like the Facebook page. So after mm. after a while of having uh, having Cody, like the lady that we were dealing with, Trellis PC, I was like, right, I think he's ready now for like an official adoption post. Okay. You know? And then she asked us to snap a few pictures of him lounging on the couch or playing in the garden or whatever, you know, just a few nice pictures. We sent him to her. She made a Facebook post going, this is Cody. He is a collie mix. He has, you know, this is where he came from, we think. Like his, yeah. back, his background. He's living with a foster family at the moment. He's doing really well. He's learned this, that, and the other. He's coming out of his shell. He's not good with dogs. He is good with dogs. He's not good with cats. All the stuff you'd want to know about a dog. Okay. And then people are free to follow the link with the adoption and fill out an adoption form. Or get in contact via messenger or phone or whatever they is they want to do. The LSPCA then goes and does a home check to make sure you, you know, you have like a good enclosed garden and this kind of thing and that it's safe for the dog. And yep. then then it's a case of like, they're happy, the potential adopter is happy. We set up a meeting between the dog and the adopter. Cool. Okay. And, Interesting. Yeah. And so the lady came to our house, met Cody in an environment where he's comfortable because he was comfortable in our house. 
you know, he was, he put on a great show, you know, as dogs like to do. He was super cute. He was cuddling <laughs> up to her. He was looking for attention. Um, and then, yeah, after that, then once everything's cool and, you know, if the person, the, the potential adopter wants to have maybe a second meeting, that's fine too. Or if they're happy to say yes, we, you know, get the ball rolling. We kind of, there was a few texts back and forth. She was asking like, you know, what kind of bedding do I need? What kind of size crate do I need? What kind of food does he eat? All this kind of stuff. Okay, and, yeah, chow mein and yeah. Um, pepper jack cheese. Yeah, I felt like I was going to disown him because he likes pineapple on pizza. And I was like, I don't know if I could have that in a dog. But, my know. man, my man, what a <laughs> dog, what a dog. <laughs> and I actually don't mind the whole pineapple pizza thing. That's a debate for another day. But yeah, that's, that's how it all works. And that's how it all did work. And now Cody's in his forever home. And I got like last, I I kind of dropped him off on a Friday evening. And then like, you know, Monday evening, I sent a quick text. I went, how is Cody settling in? Are you, how, how are you getting on together? You know, and she was, she sent me back a picture of like the two of them, like, you know, a lion together on the couch with him, like cuddling up to her and stuff. So I was like, okay, everything's fine. He's happy. You know, he's safe. He's comfortable. She's happy. <laughs> everything's grand. What did you expect? Like the dog would have like, you know, today's newspaper and like, please help, you know. <laughs> I was more so of, like, I think the concern was more so not that maybe with change of environment could cause Cody to act out. Okay. Or because this was this lady's first time having a dog and it being in a, in a, a, a dog from like adoption that could have behavioural problems or anything like that. I just wanted to make sure that like the dog wasn't tearing her house apart and she was regretting her decision to adopt him or, you know. Yeah, yeah, There's always, even the LSPCA themselves, they they obviously get the dogs microchipped and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They Even when you adopt the dog, they won't sign the microchip over to your name for about a week or two to make sure you are fully 100% happy and committed and you've experienced a full few weeks with the dog, so you know what you're getting into, you know? Yeah, 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 makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. Well, I am happy, and, you know, Cody, you're in your forever home. We won't forget about you. You were, at least, at the very least, you are like, 40 minutes worth of discussion on our podcast over the week. Yes. So you will go down in history, my friend. Yes, we um, move on in the infamy of gaming podcasts. <laughs> Cody the foster dog <laughs> the official foster dog of CGC um, will you do it again? I think so um, we discussed this with the LSPCA and we're thinking yes but we might wait till the new year because we both work retail jobs and mm-hmm. Christmas is just insane mm-hmm. so we don't think it would be fair on a dog um, no, no, no. to do that our own dog is quite lazy and is very happy to lounge all day once she gets like a solid walk in the morning yeah yeah so yeah. we don't mind too much with our own dog but with a dog you don't know or maybe a highly energetic dog it just wouldn't be fair to leave them locked up all day no i 100 percent agree and it shows that you have not sense but you are mature enough to realize that yeah yeah like i could have went yeah we'll take another one straight away Without yeah. planning about Christmas and stuff, and then yeah. feeling feeling really horrible that I'm in work and there's a dog at home just that can't get out or can't exactly. you, know, run you know. Anyway, exactly. yeah, but that's it. That is that. Well, that has been a more eventful week than what I had. <laughs> I simply wrestled with my first real sickness of the year. Um, it's funny, isn't it? Like, they, I, I, it seems like everybody is getting it at some point. You know, like yeah. my my theory is that we have all been in our bunkers for like a year and a half and we were all like isn't this great i haven't been sick in like a year and a half it's like well yeah you're not interacting with people you know mm. um i know the face masks and washing the hands help 
But, you know, you're still going to get sick if you're interacting with people enough. Of course. And I have, like everybody else, been interacting with people again. And so, like, yeah, the second a, a whiff of cold was going around, like, yeah, I 100% got it. <laughs> and, yeah. And it sucked because, like, obviously you feel like, oh, my God, have I got COVID? Oh, my God, I don't want to I don't want to go get tested in case I do. I'm like, oh, no. And then <laughs> I'm just like, right, I'll give it like one good day of severe sickness. I'll just like I'll, I'll allow myself to have that, but keep away from people. And just yeah. like, you know, try and be responsible, but like not make too big of a deal out of it until I needed to. But then I was just like, oh, my God, if I'm still this sick tomorrow, I 100 percent have to get a test. And uh, no, it started to break. Lemsip. Lemsip. Oh, yeah. oh, oh king. I, I, the king. I had Absolute like king. five Lemsips that day. And my God, I woke up the next morning and I bounded out of bed and I went and got a haircut. I was grand. Yeah. You know? Lemsip. Lemsip is the king. I have to give a shout out though to the Benelin day and night. Man, I love those tablets. Mm, yeah, they're, they're pretty that, good. That nighttime tablet when you're just, you know, you have that stuffed nose and you just can't sleep or breathe properly. That thing knocks you spark out. It's great. Love it. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Um, With that, all the dog and sickness talk out of the way. Shall we just move into what we may or may not have been playing over the past week or two? Let's do it. Okay, play the thing, please, Aaron. All right, stranger. What are you playing? So, I have played quite a few things um, over the last while because I've been sick and because I had time to do so. But I'm only going to talk about... I wish I'd written this down ahead of time. Definitely one, maybe two games. So... (laughs) I really thought you were going to go there. I've been playing a few things, and I'm only going to talk about 13 of them. So bear with oh, me. <laughs> do, you, do, you want, do you want me to open that kind of worms? Because I certainly could. Uh, no, let's not do that. <laughs> this is a casual, casual gaming podcast. Exactly, exactly. I've made a new rule where I'm not going to talk about something unless it's relevant and unless I've, or unless I've put like a lot of time into it. So like, if I played something that's like in the news this week or the big release but i only have like an hour worth of a take on it i might talk about it but like if i just went back and dabbled in something because that's what i do i'm not going to bring this here unless unless it's relevant in some way um so i've done a lot of that like in when i'm sick i like to jump into a lot of different things um but the main thing i've been playing and i'm on i thought i beat the last boss today on my lunch break but then it turned out there was a whole epilogue that i wasn't aware of afterwards where now i'm at the last boss of that so hopefully i'll beat that later is with the upcoming release of metroid dread which was be out tomorrow as of recording and a few days out already by the time you hear this i realized i'd never finished any 2d metroid games in my life it's something that has like a, a hole in my nintendo knowledge I, yeah, I know they're, yeah, I know they're good, but I've never like, you know, proven that to myself. You know, I was just like, yeah. oh, yeah, like they're just known to be good games. And then with this coming out, I wanted to buy it. It's 60 quid, though. And I was like, I need to be sure I like these games before I buy it. Um, So I went ahead and. So here's the thing. I <laughs> I wanted to play this game legitimately um but my only option to do that was on the wii u that's the only place i could find that i could buy it 
And even at that, I'm not sure if the Wii U store is still open. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> okay. But like, no but, I, but in order to do that, I'd have to set it up and set up the light bar and set up the Wii remotes. And it's a whole oh, thing. You know no. what I mean? No, God, no. Um, so I said, nah. And because Nintendo haven't made it easy for me to play that, play these uh, games, specifically, I'm talking about the, the GBA remake of the first game, uh, which is called Zero Mission. Mm-hmm. Um... Because Nintendo haven't put that on a Switch or in a mini console or some way that I could play it legitimately, uh, I went ahead and I downloaded it and I found a cool little program. I hacked my 3DS a long time ago, you know, come get me Nintendo. And (laughs) (laughs) some guy just kicks in your window right now like, haha, we've been waiting for you to spill the beans, you're caught. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like the ultimate show of hubris would be didn't call the <laughs> call the episode name that you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, when you have your 3ds hacked, there's like programs online you can use that you you might remember. I don't know whether you you maybe you were working in the industry at the time. I don't know, but like when the 3ds flopped and then they had that price cut. Mm-hmm. One of the things they did was, oh, for anyone who was there from the beginning, we will offer you um, GBA games as the ambassador program or whatever. So, yeah. like, you know, don't feel bad that it's now 100 quid cheaper a couple of months down the line. Here's some GBA games. Yeah. And they never, ever, ever made them available for sale. But the bizarre thing is the game like the the 3ds could handle gba emulation not a problem you know natively like um but they never ever sold them because nintendo are weird um so what that meant is that like people have figured out how to you know inject a gba rom regardless whether it was one of the like six or something that they offered that in that you know deal um you can take any gba rom run it through this program and then all of a sudden it actually injects the GBA with like an icon of that ROM and it runs it like a GBA game, you know, or like a, a 3DS GBA game. It's yeah. not just like running an emulator. It's actually doing exactly what Nintendo had done, essentially. Um, so playing it that way, it's really good on that, actually. The, the screen of it, I'm, I'm falling back in love with my 3DS lately because I've, I've just realized that like I can play, with exception to Dread, every single metroid game on that device true nice, hacks yeah. in some ways but yeah, like yeah. you know that the last metroid game was on 3ds you know and then i can play all the nes and snes and gba ones now on it as well so like it's it's a little metroid home but yeah um didn't realize how absolutely amazing that game is um it's probably my favorite game i've played this year like even above hades sweet Gee, that's that's high praise it is really good. Like, I, and obviously, I'm making allowances because it was a GBA game. Yeah, it, you know what I mean. But like, holy crap, it moves. It, it's it's really good. Like, it's like I everything I've ever heard that's good about Super Metroid, I'm seeing here. So like, you know, they they did a lot of work, obviously, to make that run on a GBA, and it's incredible. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to beat the dead horse here. But like, if you haven't played Zero Mission or any Metroid game. That's a great place to start, and it's a fantastic game. It's it's great. Yeah. As we learned from my Two Truths and a Lie a few weeks ago, I've never played a Metroid game. Mm. So any game is, I suppose, a place to start for me, but that sounds like a good spot. But I don't I'd have to find an old 3DS and hack it and all that. No, you won't. Right. No, you won't. Mm-mm. No. 
no, no, you can hack pretty much anything to play a GBA game. So that, this very device that you are speaking to me right now through the internet can, you know, play a GBA emulator. Actually, I never thought about the PC. <laughs> I don't know why I'm sitting here looking at it going, I could never play a GBA game on my PC. That's impossible. I could, I could get you playing Metroid within 15 minutes after this podcast. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, highly recommend it to you or to anyone who may be listening. Um, and then I know I played something else. I know I played something else. I played a lot of something else. Oh, I played a lot of um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot because the last DLC for that has been released and I completely forgot how to play it. So rather than jumping into the last DLC, I restarted the entire game and I played the balls out of it. And <laughs> It's still great. I I really really love that game. It's such a fan service type game. Yeah. But but it's done in such a fantastic fashion. Like the the crowd that make it Cyber Connect Two, they are the ones that do the Naruto games and they do um, a lot of the kind of like three D anime world games. Yes. Um, but they are so good at fan service. Like they are pulling out references on like little easter eggs and just stuff that makes me go huh like somebody else cares enough about this <laughs> you know? yeah of course it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's really cool it is really cool. and, the, and the, the the mechanics are pretty solid you know what i mean so it's not like you know if you don't like dragon ball z this is not going to make you like it you know what i mean but like if you do this is the game you know what i mean this is the one yeah i haven't played a dragon ball z game in a long time a long, yeah. long time and uh, the, the whole like 3d level of fighting with air and ground and like you know the full 360 scope my brain is just not capable of mastering that at all and i get really confused and flustered and like and stressed out when i'm trying to play them no that's fair and this is not going to change your mind this is like um this is like a spin on that it's very similar to what you are familiar with you're familiar with tenkaichi and stuff it's very similar to that very similar yeah that's exactly what i'm familiar with but yeah, yeah no I like as much as I like Dragon Ball. The games have just never been for me. Yes, that's fair. Yeah. That is yeah. fair. But yeah, if if you do like that type of thing, Jesus, it's it's great. Um, but that has been my sick comfort food games. Now I am very much looking forward to beating that last boss of Metroid, so I can start and hopefully get through some of Metroid Two before Metroid Dread drops tomorrow. And a buddy of mine is coming over on Saturday, so I have to like just waste essentially a day <laughs> to play the game so yeah. that's going to be a, that's going to be an interesting uh, exercise in restraint on my part uh, but i said like no we'll wait we'll try and play through the entire thing in one sitting so we're going to see how that goes i will let oh, you know sweet. next week no do yeah that'll be that'll be interesting yep and that's me yeah that's that's you that's you i f- for something that's not normal for me i played more than one thing since we last spoke dear god you stopped podcasting for one week and you think you know a guy honest to god so the first thing was quick and short uh short and sweet i suppose was the ghost of shima iki island expansion ah uh, do you know i f- i completely bounced off that game yeah um i played the iki island expansion i enjoyed it i thought it was very short for me Okay. And what i mean by that is i am not a collectathon guy so once i had the main sides my side quest and the main story done i was kind of like okay that was about four hours and now it's just go collect question marks which i don't really care about yeah quick question there like 
I, as I mentioned there, have kind of bounced off a little bit. I stopped playing it and I don't have a lot of want to go back. Um, even though I like the aesthetic a lot. Do you think the collectible stuff is what made that happen for me? Because like I was like, I was like Roomba hoovering the entire map as I you went were going, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe like that happens to me sometimes as well. As much as I don't like to collect a ton, I can get sucked into it at the start of a game. And then I have to stop myself and go, no, you need to do like three or four story missions now back to back to yeah, kind yeah. of spur yourself on and give you a reason to like, you know, because the collect-a-ton makes you forget a bit about the story and you go, oh, I'm just collecting things. I won't bother. I'll play something else. But when you do a few story missions and get maybe invested in a story or a character or something that happens, then you're like, okay, yes, now I need to go further. It's a tricky balance, isn't it? it? Is. Because, because like, even when you're doing the the hoovering of all the collectibles, and it, they make it seem like you should be doing that. Yeah. Um, because, like, oh, look, there's a thing over there now. Now you should go look for it. And then if you do what you said and do, like, three missions, all of a sudden you unlock, like, four or five power-ups that make getting the thing trivial. Whereas, like, you know, I'll go and get a question mark and it'll take me, like, 15 minutes to figure out how to do it. And then... I'll get a power-up that will negate me ever having to figure that out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, oh, I should have done that first, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with, with Ghost of Tsushima, I only ever went to the question marks that improved my skills or made mm-hmm. upgraded something for me, like the bamboo strikes or, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you got a, a, the fox shrines, you get a little, like, charm or whatever. I only ever did the ones that helped me gain something. Gotcha. So, like, the likes of the haikus and stuff, where you only got, like, a cosmetic item. Don't care. Skip it. Move on. If it's not, yeah, if it's not, yeah. if it's not empowering me, you know, to help me move forward, I don't need it. There's enough cosmetics in that game that I don't need another headband. That's very true. I did I did want to collect them all, but at the same time, I, felt I was wearing the same thing all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, once I unlocked that, like, Big Trouble in Little China, massive, like, straw hat thing, I was oh, yeah. in that for the rest of the game. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But yeah, I enjoyed, like, it's more Ghost of Tsushima for the weekend mm-hmm. expansion, which means it's not bad. It is by no means bad. For me, it was just too short because I don't do the collectathon. Okay, fair, fair. The other thing I played this week, mm-hmm. and I'm still playing, as you may or may not be aware I don't know how deep you are on the message boards. There's no need for speed this year. The message boards. <laughs> I'm only joking. I don't even know if there is message boards. Okay. <laughs> There's no need for speed this year. So how really? am I going? How am I going to get my arcade racing fix? Really? There's no need for speed this year. Why is that? I have no idea. They're is it normally it. every year? Uh, sometimes it's every year sometimes there's a year or two gap you know it's kind of it's a bit sporadic sometimes you could get a need for speed every year for three years then you might not get one for two years okay, it's, fair it's probably ea rearranging some studios or something god only yeah, knows yeah. what's going on fair enough but that means i can't get my arcade racing fix okay so in steps hot wheels unleashed mm, to fill I'm... that void in my life i'm hearing good things it is Banter Central. Banter Central. It is everything you want from a Hot Wheels arcade racing game. Like, okay. there's no better way to... Do, there's no better review than that. Like, whatever you want from a Hot Wheels racing game, it probably has it. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Um, I have, I have how one do you mean two, Banter Central, though? Like, it's just great crack. It's Hot Wheels. There's, like, giant loop-de-loops in the tracks. There's jumps and tricks and boosts and, you know... It did... 
they did the thing this time, which they haven't done in some previous Hot Wheels games, where it is like, you know, car size, like to yeah, scale. Yeah, so yeah. the world around you is like, you know, giant sofas and pool tables and whatever environments you're in. So it is like mm. proper Hot Wheels. I have a couple of gripes with the game. Now they're okay. minor, very minor. Okay. Gripe one, the tracks don't get really all that fun and interesting till about halfway through. Yeah, I've heard that was a, crit- a critique is that, you know, I don't know how you make, you know, orange tracks more appealing as the game goes on. But like I heard that was one critique was they get kind of samey or something. Yeah, at the start, they're very samey. They're very basic tracks with a few kind of maybe the odd loop here and there. Mm-hmm. But as you go on through the game and you get further into it, they start doing things like removing the walls from the edge of the track so you can fly off if you don't drift correctly or, Ooh. you know, adding obstacles or adding like, um, a, like you'll go through an archway that has like a, a robot spider on top and you'll fire down webs. And if you got stuck in the web, it catches your car for like 10 seconds, you know, all Ooh. this kind of stuff, which makes it a bit more interesting. Um, my other, I have another two gripes. One is, well, it's kind of tied together. Okay. So okay. one is the game on easy. Yeah. Is way too easy. I've heard this as well. Yeah. But the game on medium is almost borderline hard. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. on medium, I can't win a single race. I'm placing like second, third, like podium level. Right. But I cannot win a race. But on easy, I'm leaving everything in the dust. Yeah, I've heard that the difficulty scaling is a bit off as well. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit off. And my final gripe, which kind of leads into that, is when you up the difficulty a little bit, when you're using, like, I've used cars that by the stats are, like, one of the cars I was driving for, for fun was, like, a, like a dump truck. Mm-hmm. And, like, the stats are terrible on it. There's terrible acceleration, terrible top speed and everything. But when I put the difficulty level up and the AI is using that, it's winning races with it. It's the greatest car in the game. You know what I mean? Of like, course. It's, like, it's absolutely ludicrous how this thing that, like, I place <laughs> last when I'm racing, yeah. the minute the AI is using it, like, it's like a rocket ship. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just were not channeling the right dumpster driving skills or something. Yeah. I don't know. But they're my only gripes, and I think they're minor, because the moment-to-moment Hot Wheels racing action is absolute banter. It's great crack. You can... There's hundreds of cars. It does have a loot box system, but it's only in-game currency that you can spend. There is no okay. way, there's no way to spend your own money on it. Good. And that's a way to unlock cars. And then there's also a special shop where there's like, oh, deal of the day. You can buy the DeLorean for a reduced amount of coins or whatever. You know, different cars like that. Some of the loot boxes, you do get repeat cars, but you can break them down for upgrade parts or more money or whatever have you, you know. And yeah, I get loot boxes as prizes for races and stuff. But it's just great fun. It's just dumb silly fun loop de loop doing jumps making your car do backflips racing so i saw on some like press material that like the delorean kit the teenage mutant ninja turtle van these types of things are in there are they like available for the base level game or are they like dlc or no i i have kit from knight rider and i unlocked some other crazy car as well this it's not from a tv show but it's one of the, like more crazy hot wheels kind of you know one of the more recognizable yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah kind of cars or whatever but yeah, no yeah. they're in they're in the base game there's no problem i was able to go into the special shop and one of the deals of the day was kit and it was like a thousand hot wheels coins or whatever okay it was, okay like, yeah so you, know. you unlock them by using your currency or whatever yeah. is is the general lee in there because i imagine that would be controversial 
I don't know because I haven't unlocked a huge amount of cars yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I only have a few, and I've been kind of. I've got a re. I've managed to get lucky and get like a legendary car, and that's been kind of coasting me through a lot of the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a huge amount, and it's it's just they're all fully licensed Hot Wheels. So if there was ever a Hot Wheels version of it, it's probably in the game. There was for sure a Hot Wheels version of it. Um, I, what the reason I'm thinking that it could be controversial is, you know, the the Southern flag. Oh yeah, like, yeah, of course, that that of course. that has gotten into some trouble lately, and I'm just wondering, you know, would they? I hope they did. I hope they did. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I can't find it on a quick Google, so we will leave that to you, the listener at home, to find out. Um, but yeah, sounds good. I might pick it up. I don't know if I will though, because we have Horizon Five coming out like yeah. this month. Or yeah, maybe yeah. next month. I'm not sure. One or the other. But like it's on the horizon, if you forgive the pun. <laughs> there is so much um while we're on the subject, there's so much Game Pass goodness coming. I don't think I need to buy another game for the rest of the year. Like nice. Halo is coming out and it's getting rave reviews on the you know public test beta things. Yes. Um everyone I know personally as well as playing it is in love with it, so great that that's that oh i will have to buy one thing which is battlefield that's coming out soon i do want to buy that um but like there's that there's forza there's like if you look at the slew of games that's coming to game pass over the next like two months or so it's extensive to say the least um and then there's more coming as well in the early year so like I think I'm coming to a realization that I should just stop buying video games. Do you know? <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, I'm unless you really want that, free ones. unless you really want that new release, then maybe, yeah, just, just yeah. Stop. yeah. I mean, yeah. Hot Wheels will probably end up on Game Pass eventually. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And when it does play it, it's great crack. Yes, uh, that will one hundred percent be an evening of my time somewhere down the line. Um... But that's the thing. Like, Game Pass has turned me into such a cautious buyer of games now. You know, like, if Metroid yeah. wasn't a Nintendo exclusive, I would have said, that'll probably be on Game Pass at some point, and I wouldn't have bought it. You know? Yeah. And there's a lot of games I'm not buying right now, because I know, like, um, what's it called? Deathloop? I'm not buying Deathloop. No hope yeah. I'm not buying Deathloop. Because it's going to be on Game Pass. Yeah. It's an Obsidian game. Yeah, you know? yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll end up there eventually. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um... Arcane, not upset. Arcane. Is it Arcane? Sorry. It's Arcane. Yeah, the Ar- Prey, Arcane. Prey yeah, Dishonored. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is that whole thing of like Game Pass versus buying a game. Like, because there's the kind of thing of you can be a cautious buyer now because of Game Pass. But when you couldn't do that and you bought a game, you were kind of more inclined to find things you like about it to justify the purchase. So when you were playing yes. it, you were like, oh, it has some gripes, but I really like this, 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 and this. So I'll stay playing because mm-hmm. I because I spent my 60 quid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm constantly downloading games. I'm playing them for like half an hour and mm. then moving away going, okay, I know what this does now. And then I just, I I, I make the half an hour judgment call on a game. Yeah. That, that was never a thing before, you know? True. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Maybe it'll just mean that more games aren't going to stop requiring you to play them for like 10 hours to get it. You know what I mean? So like, I'm all for that. Maybe. Maybe. You know, it's, you it's, know that argument. Like, it gets really good after the 10-hour mark. Well, oh yeah, well, that argument, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah but it's also, like, it is it's it is a double-edged sword of, like, then do they pack too much up front and you see it all too soon and never finish the game. 
as well you know that kind of way yeah well that's true actually because like, there has been cases like what game there's some game that's out at the moment that is being reviewed uh oh darksiders 3 is now on switch mm-hmm. and what i'm hearing is that apparently it looks really really nice for the first three levels and then the graphics and the frame rate and everything falls apart later on in the game and it really seems as if they optimized the hell out of the first two or three levels for the reviews <laughs> and uh, a lot of reviewers are actually getting slated right now for not mentioning this because it's very clear that they only played the first level yeah, or two yeah. or whatever. i play i played dark side of three it's not a short game by any means no no it's not and then like you have to say the other side of it is as well like if you have played it on a different platform and it looks okay for the first level or two when you look at the Switch port. You're going to assume, I guess. And you're just going to say, yeah, like, it's running pretty well. I know what this game is about. And yeah. I can speak on authority about it. But then, you know, yeah, you, you kind of want to be able to tell a consumer whether or not it runs like garbage. So, hey, I don't know. It is what it is. It's a funny world we live in. Let's move the hell on. Oh, one thing I did play. Sorry, sorry. I forgot to say it. I have to say it because you're here. Um, Death Stranding. I played a lot of Death Stranding. Uh, has your thoughts on Death Stranding changed at all? Ever so slightly, but not really. Okay, okay. That, yeah. That's that. I had a feeling. I seen you <laughs> posted in the chat about how they removed like the monster placement. Yeah, that was the biggest thing I hated about it. But like, they they removed the monster placement, but you still have to do the stupid animation. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's called it's called like a bridges drink or something. Bridges now, energy or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, there it's, was obviously a, a time limit on the whole monster yeah. thing, whatever. Yeah, they're they're not still giving them money, so therefore, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then every time you go for you know a crap, you you still have to see like Norman Reedus's show that I'm not even <laughs> sure is on TV anymore. Come up on yeah on the the front of the toilet. But here's the thing: I want to like that game more, but it just it does things that I just can't forgive, and I I find it more and more irritating every time I play it. And it's like the self flagellation of like just oh, like for example animations like the animations in that game are super impressive the first time you see them mm-hmm. and then they just keep showing you them again and again and again it's like every time i walk into an area with like those you know ghosts and stuff in them the bts then like there's three animations that has to play before you can move in that area yeah, so like yeah, yeah. You, you come along on your bike and next thing the bike just shuts down and the flowers start growing Okay, and then you have to start the bike back up, and then you can get going again. Then all of a sudden, your thing has to come up and go, and do its big animation thing, <laughs> and it's and it's all really self indulgent. Yeah, and you're like, I could hit a BT area, like, and there's one when you leave as well. That's the very same thing, and it's like I could hit four BT areas between A and B. Yeah, and I'm watching like twelve animations as a result, like rather than just like. You know, do that the first time and let me drive the hell through. Like, you know, that's little things like that would 100% make me want to finish that game. But I can't keep coming back and seeing the damn animation. Yeah, it, just, I get it kills me. I do understand. And it is, it is very self indulgent, as you say. But, like, I suppose I'd expect nothing less from Mr. Kojima. He's very self indulgent when it comes to making games. He is, he is. But, like, at the expense of the gameplay, I found. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, oh, this could have been. This is something that, you know, an editor would have came in and said, eh, maybe don't do that <laughs> yeah. you know anyway doesn't matter moving the hell on let's move away from all of this and move into 
a break, I guess I should say. First of all, were you <laughs> at home, if you are listening, may hear a little ad, but everybody will get the joy of hearing about where to find us on our socials. Before we come back, do hang in there. We are coming back to talk about what happened in the past week or two. And some funny stuff has happened. Uh, I'm pretty excited to talk about. So, with all that being said, play that thing. Hey there. If you want to keep up with all things casual game content, you can do so in a number of ways. The easiest way to do so is to follow us on all of our socials at Casual Game Co. Not content because you only get 15 characters, but hey, what can you do? At Casual Game Co. That's at C-A-S-U-A-L-G-A-M-E-C-O. Can't be any simpler than that on Twitter, on Instagram and on Facebook. And when you're at Facebook, look for the group, the Casual Game Community. It's a good bunch. We're going to love you. Come on by. If you could do us a massive favor, like the podcast, review the podcast, and just tell a friend about the podcast. It goes a long way. And you can find all of our content on podcast forms, wherever you get your podcasts, by searching for Casual Game Cast. Thanks again for all of your help and all of your support. It means the absolute world to us. Now, back to the show. And we are back. Now, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of things have happened since we last spoke. Since we have last met. I feel like I'm that guy from Blue's Clues right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's something that that happened since we last met. (laughs) Did you see that? That happened before that. I I feel that happened like during this month, but we, we can talk about that for a second. Did you watch that? I've seen it, yeah. And I've seen that like, the I, the, I follow some of like the kind of late night chat shows on youtube and stuff to watch some of the funny clips and like stephen colbert had him on Mm -hmm. as like as part of a sketch and everything like this is how big this whole blues clues thing blew up (laughs) yes and i've seen that him and the other two guys who have played the blues clues man child over the last however many years um did a cover of eiffel 65's blue i believe with (laughs) The dog popping up for support. Wow. Um, Yeah, yeah. Amazing stuff. I think the funniest thing to come out of that is the guy, the original guy, gave a statement to, like, when he did that video, obviously, you know, news outlets were reaching out going, oh, my God, this this is hilarious. Like, I need to speak to you now. Yeah. And he did an interview. I can't remember who with. But they had asked him, you know, what was the reason for you leaving in the first place? And the reason he left in the first place was because he was going bald. As you could probably notice yeah. in the video, he's even though wearing a hat, he is a bald man. Um, and apparently they gave him an ultimatum and said, either wear a wig or we'll have to get rid of you. And his statement was, I would never trust the people who put me in that outfit to pick a decent wig. So I left. <laughs> I paraphrase, but that's what it was, you know, and uh, I was like, wow. Yeah. OK. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. But that, that's, isn't that a shame? Like, apparently, you know, I think he obviously had like studies he wanted to do and other reasons that like were a deciding factor. But like, you know, ultimately, this man child that everybody was like you know growing up with and loving or whatever had this like ultimatum thrown at him that like male pattern baldness can't fly around here you know yeah oh yeah no everything in like a kids tv show has to be perfect and you know like a a bald man can look slightly older as well so they're like no 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 you must be young and never aging all the time 
that's the weird thing, isn't it? Like you have to be the adult in the room that's teaching the children, but you also must be approachable and be a man child. It's it's a weird it's a weird role to have to play. Um, yeah. But yeah, much like Blue's Clues, man, we haven't spoken in a while and a lot has happened. So let's fill each other in. Um, first of all, I want to get this out of the way because I don't have much to say. TGS happened, which is Tokyo Game Show, to those of you who aren't nerdy enough like me to know what the acronym stands for. Um, yes, this is where essentially all the Japanese developers come out to play and show their latest and greatest. Honestly, not an awful lot happened. There wasn't a huge amount of announcements that I picked up on. I read through some, you know, highlights or whatever, but it was mostly stuff I already knew was coming or, you know, nothing newsworthy. But the one thing I did find interesting was Phil Spencer. Did you see this at all? He, Um, I see like a news article or a headline or something Mm. about about something so sorry continue what 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 no you're good uh, you're good um yeah he had a panel with um oh i wish i'd written this down hideko um the guy the guy that created resident evil his his name's escaping me hideko ah yes yes resident evil man resident evil man um but yeah he's obviously heading up a microsoft owned studio now at tango gameworks so you know, he was there doing his presentation and Phil Spencer used him as an opportunity to kind of bridge the gap between Xbox and Tokyo as a whole. Yes. Um, because like Xbox has famously failed again and again in Japan. Um, but yeah, Phil came out saying that, nope, this is the time we're going to change things. We're really going to start, you know, going after more Japanese games and we're going to start promoting more Japanese stuff. And it really shows that like weeaboo culture has really kicked off around like Western world because like even he can see it now. It's like, like no, we need to get these Japanese games yeah. on this console. Like Scarlet Nexus dropped that day and apparently it was huge on Game Pass um, yeah. because there, there was there honestly was a void of that like yeah, again weeaboo type content <laughs> that I enjoy. I enjoy it. I'm, I'm not saying it's bad, but that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I think that was the most interesting thing for me. I, I am interested to see the Xbox kind of flesh out its ecosystem outside of Gears and Halo, which it has been doing for the last while. And this is another little piece to add yes. to the pie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't see any of TGS. Um, I did see a headline about how, like, you know, Xbox is trying to communicate more better with, like, over 200 Japanese developers and trying to, you know make life easier for them at microsoft and xbox and all this kind of carry on which is great it's wonderful like i've always been a proponent of let everyone play all of the games if everyone gets to play all of the games we all have a great time wow that's incredibly general but true yes it is like but it is like you know what i mean like, it is, no you're right you're right you're right it is like as as much as i love those big 10 pole playstation exclusives i feel bad for people on xbox who maybe don't have a playstation who can't play those phenomenal games and vice versa i i don't own an xbox i'd love to get a go of the new forza or halo and you know have some fun with it yep 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 for sure and like as i said before if you took those exclusive over the shoulder third person action games that ps4 and 5 have away from them their biggest strength over xbox i think was their japanese titles like Definitely. more more jrpgs more like you know sony was always the home of japan games for the yes. most part until they became mainstream um so now if xbox can kind of capitalize on that a bit more that's one less feather in the sony cap um and if 
chances are all of them will come to Game Pass. So like that just that's an easy sell if you're a JRPG fan. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so that was CGS, and we did have a Nintendo Direct since we last talked. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. I don't often watch the Nintendo Directs, to be honest with you, because I well, don't own a Nintendo device. And not that I don't like keeping up with the Nintendo news, but I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't own one. So like, it, you know. <laughs> I I just think they're fun. I, I honestly think they're fun. Because um, I just love Nintendo games. They, when they're crap, they're crap. But like, when they're good, when they're yeah. good. And this generation as well, I have yet to play Dread. But I'm hoping it falls into this caliber of Zelda came back and did good on the Switch. Mario came back and did good on the Switch. Samus hopefully will come back and also do good on the Switch. But I'm hearing great things. Um, So, like, it's been a great era in general. Like, Pokemon had a great game. And, you know, like, all the big tentpole for Animal Crossing had the biggest one in history. Um, So, like... It's it's been a great generation for them, but they've had some missteps or whatever. But their their directs have either been boring or incredible, and this was this one kind of bordered on the incredible for some of the right reasons and a lot of the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, there was a couple just just to speed through some of the things that, that came out. We've seen that Bayonetta Tree still exists, you know, and it's coming next year. No official release date, but we got to see more of it, and it's like okay, it's not dead. Main yeah. thing. Um, and we've seen a couple of other things. Actraiser, you're not a retro game guy, so you don't know what Actraiser no. is, do you? No. No. Okay. That's an old SNES game that was like a mixture between uh, platforming action and RTS. So like the levels will alternate and it was really good. And they made a remake of it and just announced it out of nowhere and dropped it on the spot. So, you know, Sweet. interesting stuff. Um, and you know, there, there was many other announcements, but I think... The biggest announcement to come out of this year's Nintendo Direct wasn't even a game. It was, at one point, Miyamoto comes out on stage and says, Hey guys, sorry, going to interrupt the Direct for a moment, but I want to talk to you about the Mario movie. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Are we going to see it? Uh, No, no, we did not. No, we did not. However, we did see who was going to play everyone. And the internet lost its collective mind. Um, I'm I'm assuming you know the the cast list, do you? Oh, yeah. like This is a star-studded cast. This is the one thing from the Nintendo Direct that I do know about. Because this was everywhere. You could not avoid this new story if you tried. Yes, this is like... This is like Shrek-level star casting, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, for sure. So... Let's let's run the gamut, okay? okay. Let, let's let's just run the gamut here. So we have. Do you leave him for last? No, let's just do him straight up. So Mario, okay, yes. the the kind of problematic Italian stereotype that we've all known and loved for thirty years, um, who has always been voiced, by the way, by Charles Martinet. Who is also in this movie in an undisclosed capacity. <laughs> um, but Mario is going to be voiced in the CG movie by... Uh, and at home, if you're not aware, I'm co- of course in your mind. Who else could it be? Who else could it be? Only Andy from Parks and Rec, Star-Lord from the MCU, the guy who trains the raptors in Jurassic Park, Chris <laughs> Pratt himself. Um, Chris Pratt as Mario. I know, right? That's how like, do we feel about that? 
do you know what's happening here, right? I'll tell you uh-huh. what's happening here. And this cast tells me exactly what's happening here. They're, Nintendo, with this movie, are trying to pull a Detective Pikachu. They're trying to modernize it, get the, you know, the, the known faces and names in there and get, okay. like, you know. Before we go into the, into the theories of what they're doing, because I, I have many hot takes and I'm afraid that we'll, we'll stumble away from this. Let's go through the cast. Okay, and then let's... I think, and then I think we kind of work out from there. Then why they've done that? Right. Let's go. Quick fire round. Let's quick go. fire. Yeah. Right. Quick fire. Um, Anya Taylor Joy is Princess Peach. You will know her from the Queen's Gambit. Yes. Um, I think that's a good choice. Yep. Seems good to me. Seems fine. Yep. yep. Seems fine. She she looks good and blonde, and uh, she can be soft spoken. Uh, we have Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah. Sure. He's going to be loud and screamy and like just his. Super energetic Jack Black. Yes, and Jack Black has range. You he know, does. like oh, he does. He, yeah, you, you like to think he's just that TikToker and tenacious D guy, but like, no, he genuinely has good acting chops when he wants to. So, I'd say he could pull off something quite energetic, as you said, and you know, fun here. Uh, I I just hope that they don't Jack Blackify Bowser. Like, I hope that it's like. Yeah, I he get is you. playing Bowser. He's not being. Hey, I'm I'm Bowser. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah like... I get you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlie Day as Luigi is inspired. Mm-hmm. I saw that and went, "Yes, this is the only one in these." By the way, I said, "Like, there's a lot of these I can argue in my head, but like Luigi Charlie Day couldn't want anybody else after <laughs> hearing that, you know?" Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I can yeah, see it. I can see. I can see it too. Yeah, he has that <laughs> deep, gra- yeah, gravelly <laughs> voice kind of thing as well going on, which I think lends perfectly to a gorilla. And of course, he uh, has the CG movie props, uh, having both directed, I believe, and produced and starred in the CG classic, not for kids, Sausage Party. <laughs> yes, yes, that was. I actually caught about ten minutes of that on TV the other night. Oh, it's awful. It's oh, awful. And terrible. disturbing. Yes. And disturbing in equal measure. Um, Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I, I like Frank Armisen. I think he could do a good job there. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. Um, I'm not even quite sure who Kevin Michael Richardson is. No, me neither. I'm going to click on him here on IMDb and see you what he might be. Kamek is the, is the Mario villain who's like a wizard. Uh, he's always like Bowser's right-hand man almost. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what his past work is, Kevin, I mean. Um, but okay, sure. so let, let, let me hit you with some of uh, Kevin Michael Richardson's past work. Okay, go. The 1995 Mortal Kombat movie, he was Goro. No. He is, no way, Goro's going to be in the Mario yes. movie. Awesome. He is the Mahler twins in Invincible. He is Rosie in F is for Family. He is Beastman in Masters of the Universe, the recent um, He-Man Netflix thing. Okay. Uh, he is in, he's Morpheus in Robot Chicken. He He's in the movie Trolls. He's in Marvel's uh, Modoc series, Teen Titans Go. Like, this guy has voice acting chops out the wazoo. Okay, Anim- he's, he's Animaniacs, done some work. Woody Woodpecker, Samurai <laughs> Jack, that animated Star Trek stuff. Okay, we get it, we get yeah, it. The yeah, guy, yeah, the guy yeah. has been in, you name a cartoon, he's been in it. Okay. Yeah, and but video like, games too, like, so he is, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he 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 knows what he's doing, I'm sure. I'm yes. sure. Um but he's voicing a character that I don't think has ever really been voiced before, so you know, he, he probably has free reign. Um but speaking of a character that has spoken before and what a bizarre choice, Toad will be voiced by Keegan Michael Key, as yes. in of Key and Peel. Yes. Keegan Michael Key of Key and Peel. <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna talk like that? Or you know, like is he I don't know, like, I don't know if, like, how many of these people are going to put on voices, or are they, is it going to be the real, just a regular voice, and that's what they're going for? I don't know, and I I think, I think we both probably have thoughts there, and just to wrap it up, Sebastian Manicalco, or something or another, is Spike, whatever, moving on, oh, Charles Martinet, as I mentioned earlier, will be voicing something they haven't specified, but he, for anyone that is not familiar, Charles Martinet has been the voice of Mario and all pretty much of the male people in Mario games since Mario 64 so like, he's been around he's done a lot of work for them and for whatever reason they've tried, they've decided to like stab him in the back when like, you know, Hollywood <laughs> came around. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so so I, I interrupted you earlier. What What's your take on the Star Studio cast? The star, I think they're going. They're, I think they're trying to do a Detective Pikachu. Okay. So, like, Detective Pikachu was going to get people to go see it anyway because it's Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. But they also slapped Ryan Reynolds all over it. Yes. You know, to get yes. people to go. Ryan Reynolds is in this movie. I like Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. You have your Chris Pratt, your Jack Blacks, your Seth Rogans. Like these are all. Some of them comedy icons and like, you know, in the upper yeah. echelon of comedy actors. Some of them more like the likes of your Fred Armisen is great at like impressions and this kind of thing. So he could easily, you know, put on crazy voices and do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's they're coming out strong because if Nintendo plan to make more movies in the future, they're going to go like, look what we can do and look at the power we can get. Look at the star power we can pull in. And plus, sure. I think, yeah. you know, I get the feeling once the whole, this movie comes out and the whole, um, you know, press tour starts where, like, you know, your actors are doing like yes. 500 interviews a day. Mm-hmm. I bet you, I I would put money on it that like most, if not all of these actors are going to say, well, Mario is the biggest game franchise in the world. When Nintendo comes knocking on your door, you don't say no. I guarantee you they will say that in interviews. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I that's the reason I think 100% this is done yeah. is um star power is one thing but it's the press junkets like that I've, I'm pulling this information from another movie podcast or whatever but like you know the I the idea the reason why Shrek was so successful was that they literally made sure to get a star-studded cast for the CG movie and nobody had really done that until then and the reasoning behind it was we'll get the stars it'll cost a buttload but we'll write it into their contract that they have to do like a million press junkets coming up to it so every time you turn on the TV or listen to the radio or whatever Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy and Cameron Diaz are going to be there talking about how this movie's going to be amazing and you know you, you it earworms in and you then want to see it um this is the exact same thing 
This is going to be, you know, Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, Seth Rogen, Anya Taylor. They're all going to be on like Oprah or well, the equivalent or whatever. Yeah. And Ellen or whatever. They're all, they're all after retiring. Uh, whoever's popular now. All the late, like Jim, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy and all, the, Fallon. Uh, all the other Jimmies that do late There's, night shows. They're all the Jimmies. All the Jimmies. Um, <laughs> but like, it's in your contract. All the Jimmies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going to be on those. And, you know, it's, it's going to be that. And I think... Here's the thing. I don't know whether I like it or not, because I think, like you, they're going to Detective Pikachu this. I think it's going to be like, I think Nintendo have investors in this that want to see money and they want to see money, too. And I think that somebody in the boardroom pointed at Jumanji. I mean, that was super, super, you know, popular, made a lot of money. And it was about a freaking board game. Yeah. Um, and then they went, well, what did they do in Jumanji? Um, they got a, a stupid reason concocted why The Rock and, you know, Chris Hart and all the rest of them, or Kevin Hart, had to be in it. Um, and I think this is going to be the same thing. So I almost guarantee, I almost guarantee that we are going to see live action versions of all these actors. And they will somehow be sucked into the Mario universe and they will be there playing a game or something in a room with controllers in their hands and something will happen. Lightning will strike and, you know, the, the TV will freak out and they'll get sucked into the Mario world. And this is where Charles Martinet has his chance to voice Mario because he is actually Mario. But Chris Pratt gets sucked into Mario's body yeah. and has to figure out how to leave the Mushroom Kingdom. You know, and yeah. this is this is kind of where it's going, I I assume. But then a part of me kind of thinks that's more interesting, actually, than if they just did, you know, because this this is the Minions people making this movie. If they just did a straight up Mario movie, which was in the Mushroom Kingdom and it was just about him saving Princess Peach Peach again. Would I care? I think I might watch it and then never think about it again. But if it's like Jumanji, I've thought about Jumanji since I've watched it. You know, like, I prefer the original, but, like, it was yeah. fun, yeah. you know? And it was like, yeah, okay, this is interesting. I think this is at least an interesting way to go. I- I'm more interested now than I was before I heard the set list. Yeah, me too. Like, when someone said to me, Mario movie, I was like, eh, you know. But yeah, yeah. Now, now I want to see how it works with this star-studded cast. That has me more intrigued, is, like, what is the final product? Yes, intrigued is is kind of the word, but like yeah. I do, I do think it is going to open it up that like, if this wasn't star studded and it was just Charles Martinet, as much as I want him to work, if it was just him doing all the voices, you would have kids wanting to go, you would yeah. have parents wanting to go, you would want, you would have morbidly curious gamers wanting to go to the cinema. Now it's a star studded cast, and it probably will be the biggest blockbuster of the month. Yeah. Oh, unless yeah. unless Marvel has something coming out that month, yeah. you know. Um, oh, of course, so yeah, of course. I think they set themselves up nicely. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like they're going to catch everybody, and like at the same time as well. Also, it's Mario. Your granny knows who Mario is. You know, like he is one of the gaming icons that even people who don't play games know who Mario is. For so, sure. So what? What? What better movie to start with? And Chris Pratt is just the biggest outlier because all of them. I could see if they if I'm wrong and they did go the impersonation route, all of them I could see doing the roles except Pratt. I now Pratt was in the Lego movie. Come to think of it, 
Yeah, I think he, Pratt he is the, the main one guy that, in that. that like when when kind of let loose to be a big kid. I think he pulls it off and doesn't need to do impressions. So like as Emmett in the Lego movie, as Andy in Parks and Rec, yeah, you know, like he is good at fitting into that like, you know, happy go lucky dumb guy. Yeah, but can he do a D accent? <laughs> oh god, if he does the <laughs> if he does it the accent, I think a lot of people are gonna walk out. <laughs> why you why are you not using your accent no more? <laughs> <laughs> um uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't we'll see. We'll see. But not to hammer the drum for too long. Um, that by far was the most interesting thing to come out of it. But there was a couple of interesting game things I don't want to just gloss over. Um, you won't have much interest, so I'll just bang through these. Uh, Kirby is getting a new game, and it's the first 3D, like, kind of looks like an open world game ever of Kirby's. I um, actually seen is... the trailer for this, and it looks, yeah, it, it's like it's to me from an outside perspective, it's like Kirby getting like some Breath of the Wild treatment or Mario Odyssey treatment or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. It very much looks like Mar- Mario Odyssey meets Kirby or whatever. Or even like the environments look like near Automata or something. It's like, it like, wow, post-apocalyptic Kirby, sign me up. <laughs> um, the Switch Online was the biggest thing for me. For me, like the thing that got me excited, the thing that revved my engine chain was not the new games, but the old games. <laughs> because... They are now going to be extending their online services, apparently, to include not just NES games and SNES games, which has been a really disappointing, you know, slew of games that they've put out there. Like, they always start these things really strong. They put out like six or seven or 12 or 20, however many, I can't remember, games at the beginning that are like choice, you know, they're like, yeah, that's a good library. And then like, we're going to keep adding to that over time. How often? We don't know. We're going to be pretty sporadic about it. And then, like, how many games come out each time? Don't know. You're going to have to wait and see. And then, like, every time it's different. Yeah. And then, is it going to be a constant, you know, level of quality of games? I'm getting, no. (laughs) It's going to be, like, really easy ones to license and, you know, really weird crap that, like, in one hand, I'm glad I have access to, or the world has access to, but, like, nobody wants it. Um, Give me the the good games first, please. Um, But they are now extending... They reach out to Nintendo 64 and Genesis, or Mega Drive to us. And this has me excited because Nintendo 64, you can't really get those games many places. You can get them on the Wii and Wii U through the Virtual Console, which is now dead or whatever. But, like, that's it. And then they're really hard to emulate on anything else. So, like, yeah. it's nice that they're coming to this service and people can play them again. Because, like... The Nintendo 64 has hit what the SNES hit years ago in nostalgia. You know, it's finally come around. It's been long enough that people are like, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, um, Mario 64, Star Fox 64, F-Zero, or I guess, you know, uh, Zelda. You know, like that. They're they're big ones. And I think I don't think anyone is going to spend any time on anything else but those four. But, you know, it's gone back into the zeitgeist. The Genesis and Mega Drive ones, I'm actually perplexed as to why. Because the games that they announced that are coming are already on a collection on the Switch. Um, And it's always on sale. You can get them pretty easily and never have to pay for a service to play them. And on top of that, for the privilege to play the Mega Drive games and Nintendo 64 games, you have to pay more for the service. And they have not disclosed how much that's going to be. I, I, 
I think it's about time they up this. You know, they they can up the price of that. It's like twenty quid for a year. Yeah, but it's like, nothing. it's nothing. But at the same time, it's a terrible system. Like it's yeah. uh they haven't offered much for you to want to pay more. I don't think this is it. I don't think this is the time to go like, oh yeah, now like add voice chat and we'll talk. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, add a lobby system. God damn it. Um, but like, yeah, they're doing that. But the, the most exciting thing for me, for me as a person, yeah, as an emulator, is they are making official wireless controls for both the Nintendo 64 and the Mega Drive. Don't care about the Mega Drive. A million other companies have done it. An official Nintendo 64 ridiculous looking controller that's wireless and Bluetooth. I'm going to buy like four of them. Yeah. Yeah. People will. They will sell like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to buy them and never use them on the Switch. I'm going to like literally use them for PC emulation. It's going to be glorious. Yeah. Glorious (laughs) wireless PC emulation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there was a load of other games that were announced or whatever and blah, 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 blah. But that was the highlights, I feel, of the show. Um, it, they did say that there would be an upcoming announcement and I'm going to just touch on that very quickly, uh, which has happened since we talked as well, where they said Sakurai was going to come out and announce the last Smash Brothers character to hit uh, Ultimate yes. before they retire it. And since then, it has come out and... Unbelievably, it's Sora from Kingdom Hearts. I don't really care that much, but no, the fans do. They've been asking for this for a long time. It was like Sora, Goku, and I can't remember who else, but there's been a few kicking around for years. And I honestly thought Sora would be the hardest one because of that whole Disney tie, you know? Yeah. Um, But they got him. They got him. Hey. So is, like, when you go for the rights to Sora, like, mm-hmm. is it, do you have to contend with Disney or do you have to contend with Square? I think Square because it's been confirmed that, you know, Mickey and Goofy or whatever won't be in Smash. Right, right. So, yeah, it probably is, yeah. It Maybe there's, like, a handshake has to happen, but, like, I imagine that the original characters are Squares because... I noticed in that third game, which I only played about half of, very little, very little um, square characters were popping up. And I was wondering, like, was that one more so made with Disney license money? And I, I don't know. There's a weird thing. Actually, now that I think about it, that doesn't even make sense. There's a weird dichotomy between the square characters and the Disney characters. We're actually in that game. It's now pretty much all Disney characters and they've gotten rid of all the Final Fantasy characters and stuff for the most yeah. part. Um, but yeah, it's a good question. Like where, where did the Kingdom Hearts like IP characters fall? You know, like, yeah. is it, is it half and half? I don't know. Look, there's probably loads of mad legal jargon and contracts that you and I are definitely not qualified to understand. No, no. But I would like to know. I would like to know. I'll do some research on that and see who owns what. Oh, please do. Um, Only other thing. Sorry, two other things from Nintendo while we're talking Nintendo, if that's cool. I (laughs) wanted to ask you, have you any interest in ever going to the Mario theme park? I have a curiosity. I would like to just to, you know, I'd like to stand in it and go, wow, this really is like Mario. And then I think that'd <laughs> yeah. be enough. So I'd, like, I'd have to fly to Japan or whatever, spend thousands of euros to get there, to stand in the team park for five minutes and go, 
Huh. Yeah, they did a good job. Okay, bye now. Yeah. <laughs> it is coming to the States eventually, but yeah, yeah you're right. And you'd have to go to Japan. Um, But apparently it's a fantastic, phenomenal, you know, recreation of it. Like, it, it really does the job. But, but they are adding a build on kind of like it's almost like dlc to the park <laughs> you know <laughs> like the, the first dlc to the mario team park is donkey kong specifically it's going to be all related to donkey kong the the bastard child of nintendo who like it's going to be 70 percent the size of the main area as well so it's it's beefy mm. and it's all donkey kong apparently and i'm just trying to think how do you how do you wrap that much of the park around that one character that your company won't even make games for? You hire other companies to do them because you don't care about it, but you'll make 70% of your park Donkey Kong related and or an additional 70. And what is it just barrels and bananas? And <laughs> what do you do with that space? You know, like, yeah. why is it not Zelda or something? Yeah, Zelda seems like a no brainer. Yeah, that's like, okay, we have Mario. Yeah. I guess we need Zelda. I guess we need Donkey Kong. <laughs> Who's coming to the Donkey Kong area? The diehard Donkey Kong fans out there. And like, when you go to Nintendo theme park, do you like buy a ticket and the guy at the desk is like, you know, for an additional like $15 or whatever, you can add on the, the Donkey Kong theme park as well. <laughs> I would hope it's one price in. I would I would genuinely hope it's one price really? in because nobody's going into Donkey Kong Land if it's extra. <laughs> it's a loot box situation where you have to like, you know, to get to the cashier and it's like, you know, which box do you want to pick to see if you get your Donkey Kong ticket? <laughs> How many bananas does it take to kill you again? Is it seven? Eat eight bananas. And you can go see <laughs> If Donkey you survive, Kong. you get to the Donkey Kong Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Squid Game. You have to like, you know, weed <laughs> out the weak. Um... But yeah, yeah, that that's a bizarre thing. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about regarding Nintendo was, um, did you see, did you see that Bloomberg will not let a dead horse die? Uh, they are still flogging the Switch 4K rumor, rumor mill, let's say. Yes. Um, they're relentless. They're relentless that this is happening and that Nintendo is lying to us all. Um, and to a degree, they probably are. Like, every company is doing something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like It's like saying, Sony are planning on releasing a PS6 eventually. It's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, probably. Obviously. Even if it never happens, like, I'm sure they're planning it. Like, But, like, you know, they're, the, the, the hubris of Bloomberg this time around are saying, not only are Nintendo working on it, but they've given it to multiple developers in a kind of a dev kit fashion. And... They have been working on a game each for this console that's going to release for holiday next year. Keeping in mind, only a couple of months ago, they said that there was going to be one for holiday this year. Yeah. Which turned out to be just a revision of the old Switch. And since then, you know, the bizarre thing that I want to talk to you about is like uncharacteristic move of Nintendo. Nintendo don't really do the social media, like reach out, going like clarification stuff. They're like, they're pretty old school, you know? But this time they reached out and went, uh, no, 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 sorry, buddy. No, no, you're wrong here. That's that's inaccurate. They didn't say like straight up. No, they said it's inaccurate. I think was the exact statement, because of course they're working on a fucking sequel to the Switch. Of course. Um, so but maybe, I don't think maybe, that they're going to be next here, holiday. Here's my theory. When they say inaccurate, they mean Switch 4K mod is like it's inaccurate, but it's also accurate. So as in like yeah. they're saying what you're saying is inaccurate, but it 
probably does exist because it's going to be the Switch 2 or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think it was just like, you know, wading into the internet to say, no, you're full of it. And then yeah. just walking away. Don't give too much detail. Don't, yeah. don't you know, do with anything. But just say the generic thing. Um, the most funny thing about it, and I don't see it on this... Um, no, I do see it. I was going to say I don't see it on the doc I was reading, but the one developer that Bloomberg... Like, they said, like, 13 or so developers have this dev kit, and the only one that they name-dropped was Zynga. And Zynga is not a developer that's ever developed anything on the Switch before. Nope. So... They're this like is the like, Facebook guys are like... Yeah, they make, like, Farmville or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They, they are, like, mobile game people. Yes. Um, but, like... They have never developed anything for the Switch before. So straight away, it was bizarre. They're like, oh, so they have a 4K dev kit ahead of possibly other devs that would, you know, spring to mind. Um, but apparently representatives from Zynga have come out saying, no, that's not true at all. No, we can say hand on heart. No, sorry, that's not true. <laughs> so so like, like, who in Bloomberg is getting this information? And why are they adamant to get out there and make, tarnish their name? So do you think since... Jason Schreier went over to Bloomberg to do like game reporting for Bloomberg that he just like mm. feels like he needs to come up with news stories or pull them out of somewhere. Was it Schreier that broke this this time though? Probably not. I don't know, but I just let me see. Ever since Schreier went to Bloomberg, there has been so much gaming news coming out of Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like so, like I think Bloomberg probably started to look at how gaming is one of the largest entertainment mediums in the world and said we need to get in on that report in action. Because it's yeah. going to drive clicks and traffic and et cetera, et cetera. And they're uh, not wrong. It's, I'm sure it's doing the job. Yeah, yeah. So since Schreier arrived there at Bloomberg, it just seems to have exponentially exploded with gaming news. Every se- every week I'm looking through the news for this show, like I see Bloomberg this, Bloomberg that, you know, it's Bloomberg everything. Yep, 100%. And like, I'm not seeing his name attached to this, but you are right. I do, I would be highly of the mind let's say that his hand might have been tangential to it if not in it but his influence is certainly being felt over there and like when was the last time you heard bloomberg reporting on a gaming thing and it actually being true yeah that's the thing i hear it and i go bloomberg you know and there was a time where that name had a bit of weight to me you know but now i'm just like bloomberg (laughs) you know exactly exactly Exactly. (laughs) Uh, they need they need to break something big to get some credibility back something that's true and big you know, because yes. right now they're just doing any old crap and like people are like, they're just getting sick of it. For sure, for sure. But that's all of the Nintendo news and TGS news that happened since we last talked, Shane, that I wanted to have an old chat in about. But I think yeah. a lot of it was like really, you know, apart from the, the Mario casting, a lot of it was like me stuff. So I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just talking about my excitement to you. I'm just like yeah. pushing it on you. You know yeah. what I mean? You're, you're just there. You're just there photosynthesizing my excitement <laughs> about Nintendo, you know? Exactly. I have a little bit of that this week too. Oh, so okay. Bye. So bye. what is possibly the worst kept secret in gaming at the moment? Mm-hmm. Um, Bluepoint has like officially been announced as you know, joining the Sony family, even though it was announced unofficially about like 45 years ago at this stage. Um, yeah, but, wasn't it a couple of months ago that screenshot went out that it was like, you know, we are delighted to welcome yeah, this yeah, and, yeah. and it wasn't official yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but now it's official. So Bluepoint is officially in the, the Sony family, the Sony ecosystem, you know. Um, yeah. 
but what excites me more about this, this is what gets the giddy little child in me going, <laughs> is there has been some some uh, rumblings on the, the internet sphere about what Bluepoint is doing at Sony. Oh, interesting. So there was a tweet from one Colin Moriarty, who, if you mm-hmm. don't know who he is, used to be work for IGN and then went on to found a kind of funny YouTube channel with some other ex-IGNers and stuff like that. Greg Miller and the likes, yeah. Greg Miller and the likes. And he still has a lot of his, like, you know, industry contacts and whatever. Yeah, because he's not there anymore. He's on his own Yes, he's out, now, he's out, he? he's out yeah. on his own, yeah. So... He said he has it on very good authority from a source that uh, Bluepoint Games might be taking a little trip back to old Yarnum. Interesting. Yeah, because that would make a lot of sense if you have that on, you know, that company underneath your belt and you can do whatever the fuck you want with them now. Then, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense why Bloodborne hasn't gotten a 60 FPS 4K patch. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if it did why would you care that much you would obviously still care if you're a fan but like why why sully the potential sale of somebody going getting like oh it's 4k and it runs like you know amazing and yeah. it's new graphics it's like yeah this this sounds and call him call him moriarty like he's he can be a bit of a douche at times i guess of course yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can, he's he's but like but i i i have to say that's a very harsh statement on my behalf like but he he he's unapologetically blunt Oh yeah, is what it is, and that less douchey, more blunt. Yes. And having said that, though, he's got a lot of like credibility. You know, mm-hmm. like his journalistic integrity is something that he wears on his sleeve. Yeah. Um. So you know, when he says it, and being a, a PlayStation insider for as long as he was, you know, I believe it. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Ooh, someone else, some other game person thing journalist dude lady i can't really remember that's why i'm babbling all these words um kind of chimed in on the conversation as well and -hmm. said they have one source and they're waiting for like a second source for the whole kind of you know journalists do the whole double confirmation thing before they're ready to like really confirm a story sure that not only are is uh bloodborne going to get the blue point treatment but the sequel to bloodborne is being made by Bluepoint. Oh, snap. Okay, so I've not heard any of this. So, like, wow. Are we sure that they're going to do both? Or is it just going to be a sequel? We're not, we're not 100%. Yeah. So there's, there's the... Wow. The Bluepoint redo of Bloodborne is mm-hmm. has a bit more solid foundation as a rumor than the sequel does. Okay. That's why, like I said, the other journalist who joined in the conversation was waiting for more confirmations. It's the the, yeah, the, yeah. the Bloodborne Two was a little shakier. So here's here here's my thoughts. Right, I think it makes an awful lot of sense. Think about it. You've got Bluepoint. Right? What are Bluepoint known for doing? Oh yeah, all remakes, remasters, redos, like yeah, yeah, taking a game and spit shining it. All right, mm-hmm. so. Yes, they have shown their chops to be able to make a Souls game with the Demon Souls you yeah. know, remake. Granted, they didn't build that from the ground up mechanics-wise, but they obviously reverse-engineered an awful lot and learned how to do it. 
Um, so they, they definitely have at least the chops to be trusted with at least one go around. Yeah. Um, and having said that, they're really, really good at taking old games and just giving it to bare bones, you know, spit shine as well. Like, look at the Metal Gear Solid um, yeah. ports to, you know, the, the modern consoles and stuff. Like, they can just go in and do a dual project here and just say like yes we're taking the original bloodborne which is not an old game so it doesn't need no. to be remade no. um we're going to put it in 4k 60 and those assets are still amazing i've seen like oh, yeah you know people who have reverse engineered and gotten it through the ps4 in a hacked ps4 or whatever and put it on pc and then up the resolution that looks as good as any game any game hands down um so like if they just did that and then said, okay, 4K60 patch for the original Bloodborne, maybe as a collector's edition re-release or something. Director's cut. Director's cut? <laughs> yeah. Get Kojima involved. Um, <laughs> but like, if they did that and then said, and we're doing this so we can tell you that we're going to release Bloodborne 2, also by Bluepoint Games, in like a year or whatever. Yeah. Like a year is... A, is a short time in in this kind of like in the souls community mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like you get a lot of fervor built up over a year there you know what i mean they drop the 4k 60 thing people get back into yarnum they they do this it drives the fervor up people who didn't jump back in are hearing about it all of a sudden again like what's this bloodborne gabo's coming gabo 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 <laughs> and then <laughs> you know before you know it it's holiday season and bloodborne 2 is on the shelf um yep. I, yeah, it could be huge. Could be. It's look. We'll wait and see because I know with this announcement of them joining the PlayStation Studios, there was a lot of the news outlets reporting on like how that you know they they really do want to work on some original games, mm-hmm. and maybe a kind of show of faith to Sony. Yes, we know they can remake games, but can they make something from the ground up? And if maybe Sony kind of lets them prove themselves with an existing IP, but making their own version of it. Then they'll go, okay, Blue Point, you are free to go make whatever the hell you want to make. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I think that, like, God bless them. I hope that they do get to make a game for once, you know? Like, yes, that would be, I do. I, I really do. Maybe, maybe they do like just doing remakes. I don't know. But a part of me likes to think that, okay, they like, surely they have a lot of creative people on their team that would just like to, like, stretch their legs a little, you know? I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But whilst we're talking about remakes, remasters, because we are running on, so we, we'll we'll wrap this news section up soon. But like, I know you'll be interested in this. Is Konami apparently are dusting off the old logo and getting yeah. back in the game? Did you see this? I did. I did see this. Yeah, with apparently Metal Gear Solid Three of all games. Okay, I said we're running on, but we have to get into this. So, <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Yeah, like Konami is saying, yeah, we're going to do re-releases and remasters and whatever the hell they said about like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, about three of their pillar franchises. Castlevania. Yeah. Which is okay. That As long as they don't do the weird 3D ones again. Um, Silent Hill, which... Yay. You know, great. I, I hope I, I would love to see a blue point take on the original Silent Hill trilogy. That'd be amazing. Um, but Metal Gear Solid, and specifically the one they've, they've semi confirmed is Metal Gear Solid Three. Which don't get me wrong, Shane. 
don't get me wrong that's like a top five game for me that's like oh yeah that that's my metal gear you know what i mean that that's the one i go to um but weird that they would start a tree like not even two yeah but tree you know what i mean like I, I obviously you think metal gear one but metal gear one would need the most work because it's a ps1 game yes definitely do, do you know what i mean so like it or you, you can't really use twin snakes either like you have to kind of make a new thing um and metal gear 3 is a ps2 game which you know looks great still to me you know considering its limitations but it looks as graphically co- competent as 2 I just I'm struggling to realize why tree why why start there is it just because it's the best reviewed one or I don't know I I I don't know either like maybe possibly I I don't see the logic in it I just don't I don't know mm-hmm. there's something that we are not getting or seeing here that Konami clearly see is Tree the one that got the fancy pachinko machine redo? I was just going to say, do you think that this is their most successful pachinko machine? <laughs> Probably, because I remember the, mm. the, the the trailer that was floating around online there a few years ago that was like the Metal Gear 3 pachinko and it was like gorgeous up-res, yes. like high HD and stuff. Maybe, do you think because they have those assets for the pachinko machines that they're just going to be like, oh, this is just easy money for us. We already have the assets. Maybe. I would imagine, though, that... that trailer or that did not the trailer but it was they made a trailer but but all those assets or whatever are are seen on the pachinko machine they're playing as you're playing the thing so like i don't think that they're assets in the traditional sense they're not like 3d models like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that that's just like a 2d graphic you know doesn't need it's an animation for all the world in cg but maybe maybe they did go the whole hog and you know take the original 3d models and up them and then record some gameplay with them or something but i would imagine that was just 2d animation um fancy as hell animation mind you but like maybe i don't know it's just why are konami so weird <laughs> you know like you've got some of the most classic well-known well-loved franchises in the world and this is what you're doing i, I just can't wait to see what they announced about silent hill and castlevania like what yeah we're, we're going to do silent hill for the room and we're gonna go to the weird 3d castlevania that nobody likes you know it's just like I, I if konami did that i would not be surprised yeah at all would, i wouldn't it, i wouldn't put it past them they're a strange strange company what i would like to see though is if any of these remakes do really well like does this spur a new kind of blue point style studio? Does someone that starts doing these remakes, if they're not done internally, do we find our new blue point? I hope so. Cause you would imagine with blue point being so successful that there is, I'm sure there is other companies that I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but there is other remake studios out there. Oh yeah. And nobody really does it as well as blue point, but I'm sure other people are looking at that model going like, Ooh, that's, Oh yeah, they're probably like that's a model we could get behind. They're probably going into a Konami boardroom, going like you know, doing the sales pitch, going like you know, Blue Point Studios remade this game and it made X amount of profit over it. We can do that for you too, you know. We're we're the next Blue Point or whatever. So I'm sure that's out there. There's definitely money to be made from it. There is. I just hope that Konami doesn't get like the the Aldi version of Blue Point, where like (laughs) you you know we get like a subpar remake or whatever, because that that's what kills companies like definitely. Um, but yeah, we will see. We will see. 
Now, with all that being said, Shane, is there anything else that we need to discuss in the news? Not for me, anyway. I am all news out. Isn't it lovely that it's just the two of us, and yet here we are running longer than usual. <laughs> <laughs> That's because there's no one here to rein us in. We are, we've been let <laughs> yeah. off the leash. <laughs> We're out of control! <laughs> um, but, yeah, with all that being said, let's take a quick break in order to jump into the question of the week, which this week comes from our Facebook community. But with that said, play that thing. Question of the week. Now, our question of the week this week comes from, and I'm going to butcher your name again. I know you are a good man. You're Lopes in our Discord community, which you can find a link to below, by the way. Um, but in Facebook, you are down as Ristiered O'Mactier. I would have assumed as Richard O'Mactier. Yeah, something Mac- like that. McIntyre? Who knows? But Ristiered. Um, asks what was a game or sequence in which you had to play it with your lights on and his example that he gave was Ravenholm in Half-Life 2 so Shane any games out there that really put the heebie-jeebies up in you that you just couldn't sit down and play games in the dark so traditionally I'm not a big horror game player as we know oh yeah you're actually a kind of a horror baby with games yeah, aren't you yeah I am I am a little um, <laughs> I forgot so uh, my answer is twofold. One is the adult answer and one is the kid answer. So, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because I, yeah. I don't have a lot of adult answers. Yeah, so the adult in me is probably Dead Space. Ooh, oh, re- to this day, you can't play Dead Space with the lights on. I haven't tried in a long, long time. But yeah. like when I did play Dead Space, like that that game really, like I'm not good with the jump scares, man. They really do, like they really. I'm like one of those people, like you see on like reaction videos or whatever, where a jump scare yeah, makes me like do yeah, a backflip yeah, yeah. out of the chair. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And as a kid, I believe I've spoke about it on this podcast before. If not, it definitely came up in an article I wrote about Doom a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was whatever Doom the Doom was on the PS One. Was it like? Doom Super Edition or Doom whatever the PS1 release of Doom was yeah uh, um, Ultimate Doom or something Ultimate Doom yeah I think think it is Ultimate Doom yeah Ultimate Doom Ultimate Doom as a kid I remember being in my friend's house playing it and in his like living room in the dark playing Doom you know at the time all the monsters were super scary even though now they're like you know made of 8 pixels or whatever yeah 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 yeah. they're comical now there was always that one monster that you could hear but never find yeah yeah that that terrified me as a kid absolutely that put the shits up me as a kid okay I can I can kind of relate to that because I've been playing Doom 1 and 2 a little bit on the Oculus Quest. Yes. Because it's just like, there's a hacked version of it that like allows you to like be the Doom guy, you know, and you're there. And it's it's comical for the most part. But like that that thing is in like 3D audio. So it's like, you're never quite sure where it is. And it's not even there. It's just a yeah. noise. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like, you, you can't be sure that it's not just something around the corner. So like, I'm kind of creeping around in my living room with this thing on my face. And all I can hear is like, <sighs> Yeah, even now, even remembering back, that makes me go, ooh, no, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's good, that's good. Um, Yeah, so this is a funny one for me. I, I, I completely relate to the Ravenholm thing. I think that, when did I play that first? I played that first on 360, and I think I probably had the lights off, because I generally game with the lights off, because I don't like lights that much if i'm deadly honest you know i like I, leds are and stuff are fine you know but like room lights i have a big problem with i just 
don't like them you know I, I i want them down either all the way as low as they can go or i want them off and i want candlelight because whatever reason i hate fluorescence and i hate like standard lights um so i generally turn them off but i do remember as a young teenager do you ever play those games on the ps2 um project zero yes i remember project zero the camera thing yes you know we have to take pictures of ghosts that first game freaked the crap out of me sorry super quick tangent quick shout out to the game you know the kind of horror fps fear oh yeah 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 yeah, quick shout out to fear for like that little girl that used to like pop up when you got to the top of a ladder and stuff (laughs) sorry project zero just reminded me of that but yeah project zero continue yeah 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 No, no, Fear is an interesting one because I remember playing the first one and I didn't really get... There was one or two jump scares. Yeah. Just, huh, you know, but like, I don't... Jump scares never do much more to me than... Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where I'm kind of just like... that. There, I find them so cheap. Mm. I find them so cheap. It's just like, you couldn't scare me, so instead you had to startle me. Yeah. You know, like, that's, that's what I feel about them. But like, um, some games that have actually genuinely frightened me like resident evil 7 had a couple of moments where i was like ah god damn it they really got me there um but i did play all those in the dark the project zero yeah i remember i i i don't know i i was really oh silent hill 2 silent Mm. hill 2 was a hard play i did play that in the dark because i wasn't allowed to have it or something there was some some i i'm i know i was old enough that i should have been able to play it but like Something happened where my parents didn't want me to have it. And I remember playing it in the dark when I was supposed to be asleep ah, with the yes. TV turned down super low because I didn't think to put earphones in. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember having to play it in the dark and being so freaked, like so freaked playing through it because of the eeriness or whatever, where you never felt safe, you know? Yeah. And like, then trying to sleep afterwards was a nightmare. So for weeks I was sleep deprived, you know. Um, <laughs> but that was a game I wish I could have turned the light on. Was playing um, Fear Two actually. Fear Two was a good one because yeah. not this wasn't even me with the lights off. Now this is just me talking about jump scares. Um, Fear Two. Do you remember in that second game you go to like a school at some point and you you walk into the school and you're looking down a corridor and the corridor is just lined with school lockers. Yeah. As you start walking down the corridor, all the lockers start opening in like a kind of a Mexican wave style. Where it's like, yeah. The whole way down. And then all of a sudden something freaky comes up the hallway at you. That's, yeah, that made me go, ah! Yeah, because the lockers <laughs> the lockers build the tension, then the thing yes. jumps out. Yes, it wasn't just a thing of like, boo! It yeah. wasn't just something in my face. Yeah. It was like, there was a setup. Yes. You know, like, yeah, I appreciated that. Um, but yeah, there was... Fear games need... Was there a Fear Tree? I think there, there was. was. There was a Fear Tree on PS3 and 360. Does anybody care about it? No, it 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 did what I think Dead Space 3 did. It super leaned into the action side of it. You know, whereas right. like, they were always an action horror, but this really leaned into the action. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Well, that's a shame. That's yeah, a shame. That's Maybe a shame. it's time for a rebirth. Who knows? Mm. Um, But yeah, that that is that. Uh, I... Yeah, I in my adult life, I honestly can't think of one that I couldn't do it with because I enjoy the spooks. So, yes. you know, yeah. it is okay, what it is. If you like them, you like them. 
It is what it is. But there are our answers. Uh, Ristiard, I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope we've satisfied and not offended you too much with my name pronunciation. Uh, but that is that. So, Shane, I think it's about time that I... I tear myself away from this microphone because I just find myself like, you know, enamored. I'm just looking at you in your yellow glowing room and I just, I feel like I could do this for hours. I feel like we could just keep going and going and going, but who the hell listened to us? So True, true. And I, I want to, I want to go get a cup of tea. <laughs> you do indeed. You do indeed. Um, next week, we will have some opinions on some new games such as Back for Blood will be out, myself and Kerry. Uh, who has been on the show before, will be playing that. I'm not sure whether or not she'll be able to make it on with us, but hopefully uh, she will. But if she doesn't, I certainly will be here to give you my opinions on that. And we are going to try and get the community involved in that as well. So I have put the feelers out on our Facebook community. That's the community. Speak, Phil. That is the casual game community. If you are interested in playing with either myself or Carrie or whomever, hop on over there Get on that post, let us know who you are, and then we'll message each other or whatever, even in our Discord. Um, and we'll message each other and figure out how to add each other. It's cross-play. It doesn't matter where you're playing it. PC, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. We can all play together still. So hop in, let us know. And this is the opportunity that people like Aerod have been asking for for months, where it's like, why don't you play games with us? It's because I don't play a lot of multiplayer games. This is one I'm playing. The flare, it has officially gone up. If you miss it, it's your fault. It's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) But that is that. Right, guys, let's take it on home. So if you have made it to this part of the podcast, let me thank you, the viewer and or listener, for making it this far. Your support means the absolute world to us. You have no idea how much it means to us. And if I could ask you a tiny favor, could you please like the podcast, share the podcast Review the podcast if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that allows a review. That really, really helps us get, you know, more coverage and gets it out in front of more people. Five stars only, please. (laughs) But the biggest thing I guess that you could do is really tell a friend. You know, just tell somebody that you know who is into games or you might just think enjoys a bit of banter or maybe even just wants to meet other gaming people, you know, that might get some kind of a kick out of our community pages. Let someone know, you know, and if they don't like it, they don't like it, but chances are they will, because we're pretty chill. We're not offensive, I don't think. So. No, we're not offensive. <laughs> so we can, at the very least, add something to your day, or at least not take anything away. But do tell a friend, and Shane, if they were going to tell anybody who wasn't a friend, but was a pillar of the community, who would they tell? Who is the pillar of your... You know what? Tell your local councillor, tell your local representative, TD, whatever, you know, mm. um, tell your local and then they can bring it to the doll or whatever. And I don't know, we can get a referendum on people listening to us or something. That would be amazing. And to any of our American listeners, tell your local senator or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Let's get it written into law that you know you must you must subscribe review and tell a friend about this podcast (laughs) (laughs) how bad right guys that has been that so thank you very much again for watching and or listening you can follow us at all of our socials they will be in the description below at casual game co is where you will find us and i have been phil i have been 
<laughs> hopefully, hopefully Aaron will cut out me saying and he. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. Who cares? Look, we're casual cares, around here. Let's let's we leave it in. We cut it. I do the video and I'm probably not going to cut it out. So <laughs> probably not. Probably not. At this point, there's probably like two people still listening. So who cares? Anyway, moving swiftly on. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Be safe. But most of all, stay casual. Bye. And I hit my mic. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lads, lads, lads. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. Enjoy today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.